Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our top 100 favorite movies ever it is part five the 50s 50 through 59 we'll reach the halfway point in the project by the end of this episode i am colton robertson and i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you like i said this is part five uh week three we did a two parts uh for the last two weeks we did part one and two week one part three and four week two Mm. and uh that took us all the way up through 60 60 through 100 are there you know if this is your first time joining us hey all the power to you you can absolutely do that i don't mind in fact i invite that you listen but i would recommend going back and finding out what's in what's behind this you know because it, it's 100 favorite movies you know ne- neither me or joe are equipped to tell you the 100 best movies of all time it's a subjective medium we're going to treat it as such so we're just doing our favorite movies of all time nothing but movies we love and i tell you i had a tough time limiting it to 100 so there are some bangers at the bottom of the list i'll tell you that so you ought to you ought to go check them out but if this is your first time perfectly okay with me uh, go ahead and listen to the fifties here and dig back through. But uh, mm. yeah, if you're uh, if you're ready to take us in with uh, with the fifties, uh, do, do you have any honorable mentions? Any first watches that happened? I actually do. Um, well, um, I guess not. Like I, I watched um, AI by Steven Spielberg, and I guess Stanley ah, yes. Kubrick as well. Um, would a hundred percent make my list? I'd say probably up in like the. 40s or 30s at least um right mm-hmm. if i just had to take like a a random guess that would that would definitely make it uh, i rewatched um the amazing spider-man one the first one um mm. and you know whenever i was putting my spider-man movies i put toby and i put uh uh spider-verse up on here and i just i, I kind of put both of them and, and i was gonna talk about you like know Spider-Man i was gonna talk whole, about yeah. oh, as a whole yeah and i don't know i feel kind of bad now um but and that would be another slot taken taken up by a Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie, and you know we're we're probably we're gonna talk about it anyways. Um, but I yeah. really every time I watch that movie, man, I I love it more and more. I'm reminded I, I do I thoroughly enjoy that movie, and Andrew Garfield's so damn good in it, man. Oh yeah, uh, and then I, one, I love that. One more honorable mention uh, that I I just remembered um, based off of my my first one that I will talk about. It's a Denzel movie. Um, and I love, I don't know why, if there's like a serial killer in a movie, I, I'm like, I, I have this weird obsession with serial killers, like a little bit, but like mm. only in like TV show and like. Yeah, morbid, a morbid fascination with the, uh, with the theoretical, yeah. the fictional, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like never in real life. But um, there's a Denzel movie called The Bone Collector. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like a, he's kind of like a saw 
Jigsaw kind of guy. I guess you haven't watched Saw, but like he's he's he leaves a lot of I, I, like I get the idea things. of it and though. He, and yeah, yeah for he's, sure. He's toying with with the killers and Denzel. He's like he's post prime, like he's injured, so he has to be in a hospital bed the whole time. Mm. He's directing Angelina Jolie to like go find. Yeah, Angelina Jolie and stuff like that. Queen Latifah, Michael Rooker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I I just as uh, my my first one, it is Zodiac, probably one of the most famous Ah, um, serial killers of all time. But it reminded me of that one, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know, maybe that would make my list. But I haven't seen The Bone Collector in a while. But I do remember enough of the Zodiac, and I I remembered enough of it so that it did make my list here. I Um, love it. But yeah. Uh, 2007, directed by David Fincher, um, and hell of a director. I, yeah, re- realize uh, I have I have a couple more of his movies coming. Um, yeah, Seven, Social Network, Gone Girl. Yeah, uh, didn't realize how much shit on him. Yeah, yes he does. But uh, you know we got Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo up in here, and uh, What's I just not to like. Yeah, I love I love the mystery movies, and then if you throw in a serial killer as well, I mean that's the thing is that this one is a real serial killer. Like this one's not just like a made up one for the movies. Um, yeah, the Zodiac killer. Guy. Yeah, very real guy. Um, apparently was caught actually um, with like DNA, some DNA testing and stuff like that. I don't and know. Retroactively. I, 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 yeah, I haven't really looked into that at all. I don't know how like true that could be and like he's probably dead anyways i'd say i don't know maybe he was already dead they just found out who it was remember the whole ted cruz is the zodiac killer thing (laughs) that was my favorite for a little bit yeah and like i don't know he was even asked of like asked straight up and then he was like Like in real life yeah super like dismissive of the question i don't know he really made him seem like he was the zodiac yeah he didn't he didn't do himself any favors Mm -mm. but no this is actually a pretty massive blind spot for me uh, never Zodiac. Zodiac? I've Ooh. never watched Zodiac and it's one that I've been desperately wanting to make it around to. And I almost certainly will, uh, sometime this year because David Fincher is releasing another movie, uh, Ooh. called the killers or the killer with, uh, Michael Fassbender. Um, Oh, that's him. And, uh, that's David yes, Fincher. Okay. David Fincher also did fight club. Uh, very, very, very mm-hmm. good director. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wow. I, and so I, I, I'm familiar with his work. You know, we covered seven, which I'm sure will be on your list at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered seven for the 52 year journey through film. And I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, the social network also never watched the social net, network really, really want to, um, yeah. gone girl. I remember trying to watch it when I was like 14 and being like, I don't get what the fuck is happening <laughs> and just kind of tuning out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Fincher is someone who I desperately need to make a back around to. And the same kind of goes for Fight Club. Fight Club's not on my list. Um, that is one that I have seen in its entirety and fully yeah. understand and get the yeah, get the yeah. twists and everything. But, like, uh, I just have not watched it in mm. close to 10 years. Like, I guess I was 16 when I watched Fight Club last. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. It it, it will make my not this episode. Um, I think yeah, yeah, Fight Club's just a good fucking movie, time. man. Like, uh, it's just one that I haven't watched in a long time. But Zodiac to mm-hmm. round it out there, yeah, big blind spot for me that I so very badly want to make it around to. Yeah, it was. I probably watched this before I was into like Marvel and everything. Before I really knew Robert Downey as Iron Man, right? So, this might be like my first kind or Mark of Mark Ruffalo as Hulk or yeah, that's true. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Mysterio or... Yeah. Whoa. What a weird Marvel link up here. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was, I pr- didn't realize it at the time, but I, I think this was probably my introduction to RDJ and, and 
Mark Ruffalo and probably Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Probably all three of them. Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know, just a very, I mean, kind of a, it is a 2007 movie. You know, it came out in 2007 and now I'm like kind of remembering it. But the suspense that builds is so good. Um, this is a this is considered one of the one of the better suspense like true crime movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's uh it's very very prominent. And yeah. I think the story. Yeah. I mean, the story just kind of writes itself. I mean, it was. I I, I mean, I, I'd say like some of this is like you know the letters that they sent to the that he mm-hmm. sent to the police and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'd say. It's probably not all true if I had to remember. Like I'd say a lot of it's probably dramatized and stuff like that, but I'd say a lot of it was probably just going off the real real, you know, bodies that were found and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Like they were just kinda going around and just being played, you know, by this guy and, and yeah. Well, and I think that uh the Zodiac uh, the Zodiac killer in and of itself was a pretty large influence on some of the most uh heinous characters that we've come to know. And I think that David Fincher is uh, a very clear influence for multiple reasons on one of what I assume is a, a favorite of both of us, the Batman, uh, Zodiac and seven and all this kind yeah, of yeah, funneling yeah. into, uh, fucked up movies, man. Like he, yeah, like, man. he's a little twisted. Yeah. But I don't know. I like, I like that in movies sometimes. Like, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I got like... a couple of those myself here yeah. this week. Uh, well, yeah, Zodiac, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't watched it in, in quite some time, but uh, I don't know. No, I need to. I need to give it a I'm watch. Liking, yeah, I'm liking David Fincher more than I thought I did. More than I thought I knew. Uh, I already yeah, liked his a, movies. I just didn't know it was was all him. The gentleman uh, is rather talented, but uh, yeah, like I said, that was a pretty. That's still a major blind spot for me. But I also managed to scratch off a couple blind spots for myself uh, for the honorable mentions. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I never watched it. And holy fucking shit, was that very instantly one of my favorite movies of all time? Like, uh, probably, probably my favorite Tarantino, which is, I didn't want it to be. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I didn't think anything would top it. But then I watched Inglorious Bastards, and how do you not love watching Nazis die? Killing uh, Nazis. Killing Nazis. Is that like, is that, is that from like a line in the movie, actually? Nazis? Or is that, yeah. is that like yeah. killing it? Like, yeah, Brad Pitt. He yeah, plays the yeah, dude yeah. who pronounces. Nazis, like Nazis. the Nazis, the yeah. Nazis, the whole time. Uh, but yeah, and Glorious Bastards, absolutely loved it. Would have made my list if we weren't so deep into it already. Mm-hmm. Um, another pretty big blind spot for me, rom-com laid the groundwork when Harry met Sally. Hmm. Um, I'd never watched When Harry Met Sally, and that's a pretty iconic uh, romantic comedy directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan with a little Carrie Fisher role in there as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Uh, and I love me some Rob Reiner, so him directing it always, uh, that always helps. I like him. Uh, he played uh, Jordan Belfort's dad in Wolf of Wall Street, actually, Rob oh. Reiner. <laughs> they think these motherfuckers calling on a Tuesday <laughs> night. Is that that guy? Or is yeah, that the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, Rob Reiner. Very, yeah. very talented gentleman there. Uh, I think he also directed Stand By Me. Um, yeah, pretty. And The Princess Bride. He's got a good, he's got, he's got a good directorial uh, track, track record. But, uh, and then I just wanted to uh, go back and kind of rectify something from a movie that I got to rewatch that has already been mentioned on my list. I rewatched mm-hmm. Past Lives 
last night as it has just been released on video on demand. Um, I had it at 63 and that shit would have skyrocketed up my list. Uh, there's no fucking doubt. I was ugly crying, sobbing in my basement last night as I watched uh, just a, a terrific movie and a terrific ending to a movie. But um, with that, I'll get into my 59 uh, where you had Zodiac, this, this suspenseful thriller sort of thing. I also have a suspenseful thriller in Steven Spielberg's Jaws, 1975. Okay. Um, not too much further. No, I, t- I told you I was like it's going. It's not, yeah, not yeah. gonna be much higher. Um, it's uh, it's a movie that I've always, you know, I I actually didn't get a chance to get around to it until we did it for the fifty-two year journey film. I'd never watched Jaws before mm-hmm. that. Maybe I did forever ago, but I didn't remember it. Um, and it's a movie you have to see. There's zero doubt about it. Um, it's a classic. Oh yeah. It is. It's it's such a good fucking movie, man. Uh but when I when I look at Spielberg's catalog, it's not the one I want to revisit the most. Yeah. Uh in fact, this is the first of three Spielberg in a row here. Um Ooh. and yeah. uh it's uh I, I don't I don't like him as much as this, you know, so it's it's faring pretty well so far uh cuz I think the lowest Spielberg I have is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was at 81. Uh I don't think I have any other Spielberg, but uh, yeah, I think I have Jaws at like seventh of my Spielberg. So like, uh, he's got a lot uh, got going up the list. Uh, yeah, I love. I heard a, heard a story that he just like kind of moved into an office in like in Universal. Like he just like was <laughs> didn't even have one. He just like was on a tour and he just put his nameplate like on an office and just stayed in there for a while. And like, what a badass, uh, yeah, dude! I don't know. The more I learn about him. I mean, dude just makes killer movies. Like, he just knows oh. how to make just movies. The dude's out of got it like there. that. But uh, I don't know. I was just thinking of, like, movies that Jaws has inspired. Like, the only other shark movies that I know of, like, Sharknado. Just, like, I've never seen it, but, like, I've just heard yeah. pretty bad things. Like, the Meg movies, I think. I don't know. There's a second one coming out, I guess. Um, I've never never seen those, but, like. the Yeah, I Meg 2 like, just released and actually did rather well at the box office, by the way. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like people just are like constantly chasing this Jaws. Like, uh, oh, 100%. Like, like, uh, massively to... influential. You know, like I, uh, I adore Steven Spielberg and I love Richard Dreyfus as Hooper. It's one of my favorite little, one of my favorite roles of all time. You know, uh, there's a, there's a little line read in it that just makes me so, it, it makes me giggle every time where, uh, there's three dudes gathered around a shark. And they're like, uh, like the the shark they kill the first time is like the foe kill, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, they think they got him, but they definitely didn't. It's just some shark they found. Uh, and Richard Dreyfus is like, yo, you got a man eater. That's very cool. I don't think it's the man eater though. You know, like we, we got a problem. Uh, and these three guys are like, okay, what, what, what do you think this is? What is this thing? What, what's going on here? And Richard Dreyfus goes, it's a tiger shark. And then one of those three guys turns around and he goes, a what? And it's just such a it's such a funny little moment that I absolutely adore. That uh, it's a long walk for a short drink of water, but I think it is so fucking funny when he gets to that line read. A what? Always kills me. Uh, I thought you were gonna talk about the. I, I remember a line of man, it was something of like, "Are you drunk enough to even go on the ship?" Or like a drunk mm-hmm. line or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm. I, 
I'm not drunk enough to go on a boat or uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Want to get drunk and fool? Oh no, that's not it. It's another. Yeah, I don't know. One. I don't know why. One. I remember. I remember that line for some reason, but I can't remember the exact. Yes, you are. But, uh, uh, I think there. It's it's when the like one of the scarier jump scares is about to happen. Whenever like the head comes floating out of the boat, it's like right before that. Um, I'm not drunk enough to go on a boat. Let's see. That's Google popped up with that. Just I'm not drunk enough to go on a boat. Maybe. Huh. Yeah, but I'm not drunk enough to go on a boat. Hooper. Yes, you are. Brody. No, I'm not. Hooper. Yes, you are. Okay, I guess maybe <laughs> maybe maybe that's it. It's just the. Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty simple moment, but it's it's yeah. more the it's more the way it's acted that is yeah. really really fulfilling. Like Richard Dreyfus's delivery on like, yeah, you are, you got this, buddy. Like, cause he's horrified of water. The other guy, like, he's 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 a ironically a, a sheriff on an island surrounded by water and is afraid of water. And that mayor, uh, talk about a just a piece of shit dude. Dude, what a yeah. cunt. Sorry, stupid suit. Yeah, stupid suits that he wears all the time. He's a just fucking anchor suit. In the beach, back. the beach is open. Yeah, fucking yep. can't ruin the local economy. Uh, Worst but we can villain kill of few kids. all time in cinema history, right there. Amongst them, <laughs> amongst them. Um. Well, but yeah. Jaws at fifty nine for me. I like that. Only, only separated by one, two, three, three spots. Um, that is the new us. close. Oh, I think yeah. previously it was Rushmore. Um, yeah. Rush. Let's see. Rushmore was Rushmore, four. Two, three. Oh, I guess it is four. I just counted the movies uh, in between. So it, it is see. so tied, tied, uh, tied with Rushmore there. Beautiful. Um, but moving on here, I think it, it is one that you have already said. I think, or maybe it just barely didn't make your list. Actually, ah. um, this is my first Nolan film. I think. Mm. Did you say Dunkirk yet? just off of my list you were right you were right there um but this is where i have dunkirk um it was just a a war movie that really surprised me and that uh i didn't really expect to to really like and i think it's just kind of the way it's the way the movie just kind of plays out like uh, the whole week the whole day the whole hour but Mm. all kind of at the same time spread out you know to last the same amount of time and everything and Uh, that moment of of the civilians, like just all going out there, what like that see? one moment alone. Yeah, I was, oh, like goddamn, I don't know. That I don't like war. I'd rather avoid it at all costs. But man, that's just a sick ass war oh, moment, right? Oh, and it's uh, yeah. it's that it, you know, it's about saving lives, not about taking them in mm-hmm. Dunkirk, and that makes it really, really satisfying and uh, a yeah. much more enjoyable watch than a lot of war movies, I'd say. Oh yeah, and and the uh, who? Let's see. Oh, he's always yeah, so far down, like so low on the cast. But the villain in Tenet, um, and he was uh, like a yeah, Kenneth uh, Branagh. Yeah, Branagh. He always just has a different kind of accent in every Nolan movie, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious on on what what the next one's gonna yeah, what's be. Next? Um, what's next? What's next? But uh, no, this this one Dunkirk was I don't know, just visually beautiful, like amazing, mm. and. Uh, I oh, know I can't wait to watch. I think it was one of those movies in that folder that that guy dropped of like the uh, that folder that just had a bunch of movies in it that were like oh uh, yeah 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 
Um, I think I think the it was open in the mat IMAX yeah. versions of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want to see it in that and see if it. I don't know. That'd be very satisfying. Like that, but but yeah, I just uh, a little. I mean, for a Nolan movie, I, I have a lot of. I think this. I probably don't have another Nolan movie for for quite some time. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, my next Nolan where... movie is next episode. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, I don't. Not looking like any until 36 would be my next one. Ooh. And then I'm assuming you've got four, three, four, and three. Then, yeah. Three. And then one, and then two, and then three. Yeah. Yep. Three, three more after that. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got three more Nolan movies. Um, wait. I already said Tenet. Mm-hmm. I think I only have two more Nolan movies, actually, yeah. with Dunkirk being the fourth. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Didn't know I felt that way. Looking back at the... <laughs> I'm like, hmm, do I still feel that way is when I made this list. We'll see. Um, but, no, I love that. My 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 first Nolan since Tenet will be next episode. I had Tenet at 88. Um, but uh, on to my next Spielberg. Another Steven Spielberg here at 58. This is where I have Catch Me If You Can, 2002, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. I watched this for the first time earlier this year and was just uh, kind of astonished by how much I enjoyed it. Um, It's, I mean, it's a fantastic story. Like, as far as, like, the fact that it's based on a real thing that happened is bizarre to me. Mm -hmm. Um Definitely not one that writes itself, you know, like they they had to do some heavy yeah. lifting. Uh, they had to do some heavy lifting in the story. And uh, Leo, I, like I've said this before on this on this very series, love me some young Leo. You know, uh, I think that young Leo is peak Leo. And uh, he's 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 officially a movie star come this point. But uh, yeah, I mean, leading with Tom Hanks, Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah he's uh, Christopher Walken's son in the movie. Uh, Tom Hanks is the inspector who for the FBI who's trying to like track him down as he keeps forging checks and flying across the country and stuff. It's a wonderful Christmas movie. It'll actually be, uh, you know, a little, there's there's a very prominent through line with Christmas every every year because it's it's a movie that time passes through. You know, like you you get through a good couple years uh, in and catch me if you can. But Christmas, they always come back to Christmas and. Uh, I'll probably catch another viewing of it around that time. Uh, yeah, Leo likes to, I guess he just has a few roles that just played the system. You know, Jordan Belfort mm. and uh, and Frank Ab... How do you pronounce that? Ab- Ab- Abagnale? Abag- Abagnale. Abagnale. Wow, Abagnale Jr. Yeah. Abagnale Jr. Uh, but just, just played the system there. Um, Carl Hanratty. Yeah, Amy Adams. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner in a small role. Yeah, it's a it's a super enjoyable movie, man. Uh, I think that you know it, it has a flair that only Steel, Steven Spielberg has such a distinct style. Once you find it, like once you realize what it is, you watch enough Spielberg, and you're like, oh, this distinctly feels like Spielberg. There's there's no way you could replicate this so easily um there's this one shot where like three 
FBI agents all walk into a place with their guns drawn and it like starts on one gun and goes like pans right. Then another guy enters screen left and it just focuses on his gun all the way across the screen. And then another one goes all the way back across. The sc- and it's just like, like it, nobody, nobody doing that besides Spielberg, right? He's such a dork and I fucking love it. Uh, I love that guy. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, catch me if you can, man. It's a fun one. It's one I haven't seen. in. I mean, I have like faint memories of this movie. Like, I don't know why, like just bits and pieces. I remember like him in like a motel or something mm-hmm. like that. And I think Tom Hanks, like, is kind of coming up in there, and he's just, like, I think he even, like, face-to-face with them for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they come face-to-face multiple times in the movie. Hmm. The first uh, time they come face-to-face, uh, Leo, the, the the whole thing is that Carl Hanratty, the agent, does not know what this man looks like. He only knows his name. Yeah. So he tries to find him, and he goes to the room that Leo's in, and when Leo gets there, he's like, you're too late. He's already gone. You know, he's right. like... uh I, I had a beat right, yeah. on him. I had a beat on him and I thought I had him, but he, I, I just didn't. Uh, the, the craziest thing is this dude's like 17, uh, <laughs> during all of it. So like, uh, for sure. Yeah. He, he was almost on him. I'm just a con man. I don't know. He's just, yeah, man. he's got, he's got it on him like that. Passes the bar. Um, wow. well, it's a big like question. Actually, or like, like how, yeah. how, how did he pass the bar? Uh, like they're like, how did you fucking do this, man? Because he 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 forged being a doctor. He forged being uh uh oh something else. An actual pilot, or was he just like ah uh, yes, like- a pilot? That was the other thing. No, he was yeah. like a co-pilot. He never really had to fly planes. He just kind of had to be there. Um, and <laughs> then uh and then a lawyer. And Tom Hanks is always just badgering him. He's like, how did you pass? the bar what'd you do there how'd you manage that and that's kind of like a they come back to that a couple times and it's it's really cool but uh mm. yeah man i love i love me some leo um love me some tom hanks and spielberg's this shit so it was it was a long time coming to get around to this movie but now that i have i'll i'll enjoy it for the rest of my days so catch me if you can at 58 well we're taking it to a uh complete opposite direction here this is uh very doomsday-esque uh, mm-hmm. movie here. Um, it is 2007's I Am Legend. Uh, oh, by yeah. Francis Lawrence. Um, I don't know. I think I was kind of like in Zodiac. I was thinking of just like weird, just fucked up kind of movies. Mm-hmm. And and this one, I don't know. I, I watched it like all the time. I remember just watching this movie over and over. And yeah, maybe really. probably an early cry for me in my life too. Whenever he had to, the dog, to like put yeah. down his dog oh my god dude i like that's i can i can deal with people dying you know like i mean it'll still yeah hit no, depending, you know, dogs, to, like, yeah no like don't i don't i don't i don't i don't like that i don't like it but i don't know it's just like a pretty cool zombie movie uh like d- they don't really seem like zombies either really it's i don't know it's like this weird kind of in between just kind of like yeah, they're only kind of zombies yeah. but i get you but I just, I don't know, him just going around, like, in the movie store, talking to the mannequins and stuff. Like, just what you would do if you were, you thought you were the only guy left on Earth, pretty much, right. you know? Um, and, you know, luckily he was, he was, I don't know if he was, like, a doctor before. Um, or, or if he something. got it like that after. Or if he was just like, well, gotta fucking try to figure something out. You know, yeah, like, right. what, else, what else am I gonna do with my time? Um which is kind of, I don't know, in a badass too with a gun, you know, he just kind of Yeah, has, I was like, kind was, of, was he an like, army medic? Is that, am I remembering that correctly? Might sound like 
sound right. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this movie in fucking years. No, Robert Neville is a scientist who was unable to stop the spread of a terrible virus. Yeah. Um, but I think probably my only Will Smith movie that I have on here. I almost had Men in Black. Um, I, I almost did. Uh, yeah, so, I don't think I have a single Will Smith movie on mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Men in Black was close. I think that was one that was like just outside. My it's window. another one I just haven't seen in way too long. You know, yeah. like a... yeah. But I don't know this this one. Like apparently, there's multiple endings to this movie. Um, that I didn't I didn't really know about the the ending I know. Um, is him you know with the grenade running into the door, kaboom, and he lets the the mother and the mm-hmm. son you know go to that safe haven. Yeah, and live. But apparently there's another ending where it's reversed. Like, Will is the one who lives, and Ooh. I guess the mother sacrificed. I don't know. I I, I, I remember hearing yeah, that there was... Potentially a deleted, a deleted alternate uh, version of it. Um, that's probably more likely. Not like an, another ending, just like, yeah. It was, no, yeah, like a, a, an ending they were playing with, and they decided on the one that was probably more a bit more meaningful. Yeah. Um, I Am Legend has an alternate ending uh, that is preferred by many viewers. Showing a different fate, um, an alternate ending reveals a darker side of Neville. He realizes he has to become the monster through his experiments and decides to make... Oh, I guess he infects himself in this ending. Maybe it's not the mom sacrifices herself. Mm. He, I don't know. Um, but, wow, okay. Um, but I, I've never seen that that one. I've only seen the the grenade sacrifice yeah. um, at the end there and then... And then they make it out all right in that like little little town that yeah. was there um but yeah, I don't know it was just a a fucked up movie i, I don't know yeah. it's just a like a a, sh- a, a situation kind of that i think crosses like everyone's mind at one point like what if i was the last person alive you yeah. know, like the last like what would i do you know like yeah, what do you what do you do at that point where would where would you go you know i get he was probably i don't know that's where he lived I don't. I don't know if it. Yeah, it was just New York City. It's where he lived, so that's just where he kind of stayed. But like, if you could go anywhere, if the world was just over and you were the only one, like, where where would you plop down? Right. Um, I think I don't know. Probably a city. I'd say. You know, you got you got a lot of different just stuff to ransack. Whatever's left, you're not going to really find much out in the, out in farmland and stuff. Oh and yeah, no. Probably a yeah, city. probably a city. Know, I don't know if I'd if I could just choose anywhere. Probably like not the united states just for i don't know i just wouldn't i don't know i just probably yeah but then like uh you know boats no issue how do you get to the shore you know we are in missouri you got to take that into account like are you willing to make the half if i could could just teleport right but you know if i could just boop just pop up anyway that's it yeah getting to a place that's a whole different story we're in kind of i guess we're in the the right location to go anywhere in the u.s we're like central true true making that journey it'd be it'd be nice to start near a massive city if you're gonna go to a massive city you know we could get i think we could get away with kansas city but uh you know new york wouldn't be terrible you know to be in yourself and yeah maybe a few zombies or something you know i don't know probably lions in there i guess i know you're lions you got a little bit of a mixed bag there if you got the the higher dense the denser population you're probably gonna run into more yeah that's true yeah Little. Maybe Kansas City is pretty ideal. Maybe we're in a good yeah. spot. Maybe we actually uh, got a not too big of a city, you know, yeah. but big enough to to hold off until you, yeah. until you eventually go. Um or I don't know, maybe I'd go full uh 
I, don't, I forgot his character name in The Last of Us, but just full comp, like small town. Not Joel. Steal a freaking no, not Joel. The his friend. Oh. Um, that just stole like a power generator. Yeah, yeah Bill. Well, boat. You know, just, he just went away. He knew he knew what to do right away. He just like took that whole town for himself, and then just was self sustaining. I, I, I would like to think I could do that, but right now I, I don't have the skill set. Yeah, I, I, I do not have the means presently. I believe it was Bill played by Nick Offerman. That's right. That sounds uh, right. Yeah, Bill. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen I Am Legend in, in quite some time, but. Oh, me either. Very uh, long time for me. Yeah. A long, long time, if you will. Mm-hmm. Throwing it yeah. back to Bill. Um, oh, Bill and Frank. Oh no, man, that episode was so good. That was Dude, cool. I need to rewatch it just by God. itself. You know, I don't. I don't even really want to rewatch all of The Last of Us, even though it's incredible. I, I just need to. I need to watch that again because I don't think I've been fucked up by something like that in a while, in a very long time. Um, hmm. No, if, yeah, if that was if that was on the list, it, like if that was eligible, it'd be on here. That episode, uh, it's that good. Yeah. Top 100 yeah. TV episodes of all time. I don't know if I could do 100. Well, uh, oh, I don't think I... Uh, we'd just be getting into a lot of the same show. You know? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be like, like... Game of Thrones Season 3, Episode 4. Game of Thrones in Westworld. Yeah, exactly. And like, a lot of the... A lot of over and over. <laughs> exactly. But. Sopranos, Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just kind of... Just kind of overlap into all that. But, uh... Nah, that's a... That's one that I haven't seen in so, so long. I'll have to... Mm-hmm. I'll have to revisit it soon, but uh, I'm going to top off the Spielberg for this episode at mm-hmm. 57. This is where I have my third Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, directed by Steven Spielberg, 1984. This one's the one with Kwan. Love me some short round. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love. You know, this movie has certainly aged the poorest of all of them. There's little to no doubt about that. You know, usually they're dealing with uh, Indiana Jones is facing off with fascists who are, you know, very, very, like, real world, like, yeah, fuck those guys. Um, but the second one, he goes to, like, a, it's it's very white savory. He goes to a village in India, and they're seeking they're seeking help. And uh, then the villain is this... this basically tribe that conducts rituals and they certainly are magic. They've got blood magic going on. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a weird one. I love temple of doom though. It might be stylistically Spielberg and George Lucas just kind of doing anything they fucking want. You know, that's kind of what a, it, it's, it's got this, you know, travelogue, uh, slapstick comedy sort of angle. Uh, it reminds me of like uh, Catherine Hepburn and, uh, you know, like Howard Hawks, the screwball comedy sort of stuff that I've already thrown out a couple times. But, uh, you know, with the action adventure that Indiana Jones brings to the table and that makes it so much fun. You know, uh, I I love Indy and this is this is third out of fifth for me out of, out of five for me. So uh, I, one I, of I like the biggest, biggest blind spots I have franchise wise. Yeah, this mm. one. I don't know. I've I've seen the first one and that's it. And then just bits and pieces of scenes of kind of the other ones. Right. Uh, just just as I've kind of passed by in the living room as as my parents watch them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I got. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know what the holdup is for me. Ah. I gotta. I gotta get Indy under my belt. I gotta get John Wick under my belt. Um, 
certainly I mean, personally yeah. prioritize Indy. Yeah. I don't know. Harrison Ford just he seems to actually really like the character. He loved Indiana Jones, man. That was his uh that was his baby. He loved that shit. Uh yeah. you know, Han was just getting a getting a check. I, you know, that's he doesn't <laughs> he just he plays Han well. You know, I'm not I'm never gonna say he's he doesn't. Um but I, I don't think he has the same passion for uh no. for Indy. No, um, certainly not. And it is kind of a funny it's a funny dichotomy that he has with Han Solo and Indiana Jones because they're uh you know, they're certainly different characters, there's no doubt about it. But uh you know, Star Wars Star Wars is just a little too over the I just described a movie with blood magic and ritualistic sacrifice, you know. Uh no, that's that's completely viable, you know, com- completely I remember viable. Uh, I read a story recently that was like the first time he saw like the kit of Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford, he was kind of like, you fucking serious, George? You know, like, he's like um, a goddamn whip, you know, like in a fedora, what am I going to do? Uh, and became one of the most iconic, you know, it's, George has that mind on him. That he yeah. creates things that will be generationally loved and uh, mm-hmm. don't know how he does it. You know, he's got some misses, you know, Howard the Duck did not become generationally loved. What are you uh, talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, not, not even close there. But um, Willow's got that cult classic thing to it, but that's also a George Lucas mind child. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love Indy. I love Indy. I love the greatest Star Wars in Indy, though. Oh that's yeah, sure. there's no doubt. And when you get Steven Spielberg, you know, like that's the team. Oh, it's gonna go that's well. A, that's a dream team, right? Yeah, there. yeah. Some creative minds at work. I'll, uh, you know, when it comes to like the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, I love George Lucas. I think he's a very talented, uh, very talented, uh, storyteller. Uh, him wanting to direct every prequel movie, it could have, it, we could have had it all, buddy. We could have had it all. Uh, Steven Spielberg was considered to direct, uh, was considered to direct a prequel. Uh, Frank Darabont, the director of, the director and writer of the Shawshank Redemption was considered oh. to to direct the Phantom Menace. So, like, uh, Ooh. it gave it gave him a better sense of control over the thing he was making. Of course, yeah. uh, but it could have been real fucking good. Uh, and it was I already love it. I already love it. But it could have been even better. And that's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, no, uh, this is one of those good examples where you take a wacky story that George Lucas conceptualizes and then you hand it to a filmmaker who's just got absurd amounts of talent mm-hmm. and you get something like Temple of Doom and it's a lot of fucking fun. Oh yeah. Uh, that the I don't know. The thing I just from indie is just the the music, the theme like uh, I can hear that music all day every day and it's gonna make me feel good. Yeah. It makes me just feel good. And I'm already like if I just hear it, I'm already happy. It's like, oh, some hero moment has to be going on right now. I don't know what it yeah. is. But. Raiders will not be for some fucking time, buddy. It'll be a mm. while before we hear Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I think, let's see. I do have it on mine. Yeah, it'll be um, in a little bit for me as well. Yeah. Love um, it. Love it. Yeah, but yeah Temple of Doom at 57 for me. All right. Well, moving on to 56, I got a Denzel movie here. Um, and it's one that we did cover. Uh, it's 2007. Man, I'm just on a 2007 roll here, I guess. I got Zodiac, I Am Legend, and then now American Gangster. Yeah, they're all 2007. That's wild. Wow. Uh, but anyway, yeah, American Gangster by Ridley Scott. Uh, Lucky love my boy Denzel and, and Russell Crowe here. You know, that's $10,000 mm-hmm. alpaca. You blot that shit. Um, <laughs> 
line ten thousand dollar alpaca. Yeah, Twelve thousand. You block like that. that shit. Um, but man, I, I mean, just Frank Luke, like, what a badass this dude is. Like, I the I yeah, the movie that version that'll, is fucking absurd. It'll stick with me. Is they're just chilling in that diner, you know, cool. just sitting there. He's like, hey, you want to see something? Check this out. Check this shit out. He goes over. Just uh, who? What? Who was it that he killed? Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. I'm like probably a, a big name actor, and he just just goes over there. Just what are you gonna do about it? You, are you gonna shoot me right here? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And he just, <laughs> just boom, takes what's right. o- takes what's owed to him. Yeah. You know, takes the money. It's like twenty dollars or something back in his pocket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like God damn. Like, and all he was doing before was like pouring the salt onto the table and like playing with it and talking to his family about shit. Then he's like, oh, give me a second. Uh, he just like walks up to. Uh, I wonder if that salt pouring is like a little because uh, you still haven't seen it, but in Secret Invasion, Gravic, he's like obsessed with pouring sugar into hmm. into his tea. Like that's it all, might have been know. sugar actually, yeah, and does it and, quite often uh, in in uh, Secret Invasion. But uh, wonder if there's a little in- inspiration there, a little influence. Uh, no, I uh, I love American Gangster. It's just outside my top 100, and it's just because I watched it that one time for the podcast and have not watched it since. Just a beefy one, um, yeah. but I have it at like 111 right here, so it's it's right there, right outside. Um, like I, I know cops and movies is is one thing, like it's it's whatever, but like detectives, Russell Crowe's pretty cool. Detectives, that's like a different ball game for me. Like that's like. I don't know. Like, I, I almost wanted to be a detective at one point in my life. Like, mm, I felt like, yeah. I'd be like, that'd just be a, you know, but that's just probably too stressful. Like, you just gotta deal with, you gotta deal with some shit all the time. Like, you gotta walk into some, some crime scenes that you probably never will, like, get out of your brain ever and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like, I don't know about that, but, uh, but yeah, just Josh Brolin. Remember he, like, blew up his car or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a, a bunch of, just G shit that Denzel did. Oh, in dude. This movie. But, the very, uh, like, opening whenever he, like, sets the dude on fire and then while he's screaming, shoots him in the head. And it's like, what the fuck was the point of setting him on fire then? Like, what an insane man. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mess with Frank Lucas. That's for no, sure. Um, no fucking way, man. Uh, it's though. a movie with like a kick-ass ending too like in that in that alternate ending you know we watched the did we watch the director's cut or the extended version or something we like that the, yeah i think uh, we did. and it has that last little scene where spoilers for american gangster but this is our top 100 favorite movies we're gonna talk about them uh where you know denzel like gets out of prison and like russell crowe's the one who picks him up and they go like walking yeah. through the streets and they're talking about what's changed and stuff and it's like that's kick ass, man. I love that ending. How they left that out. You know, that was right. like it was so good. Like at the end. Yeah, like, runtime, I guess. Yeah, true. I mean two hours thirty seven minutes. Uh, and that's it. not and the that's, that's not the version we watched. We watched a three hour version of that movie. Yeah. Um but man, I don't know. I just I lo- I love Denzel. It's not, not my top Denzel movie that I have, but um it will be will be I th- I think my first one that I've I've mentioned of him. Another honorable mention that probably would have made it if I would have watched a little, watched it again, would be the Equalizer mm. um, franchise. Just a, a movie where where Denzel can just be a badass. I don't know, right. no no weapons needed. I don't know. He just starts his clock, 
And uh, well, you know, you know when he when he starts his stopwatch, it's it's over for anyone else in the room. Oh fuck yeah! Um, and I'm I don't know, I'm excited for the the new one to come out, Equalizer Three. Yeah. Um, fuck and, yeah. Uh, to see that whenever whenever it does come out, but, but yeah. that's pretty soon, if I remember correctly, unless they're deciding yeah. to delay it. Mm, yeah, true. I haven't, I haven't, I've seen just trailers for it all the time. Um, let's see, slated to come out in september 1st wow yeah i guess I like, if that's september still... I, I thought it was september but i thought it was more middle of september so yeah. too close to delay now if i had to say so myself yeah um, um oh that's antoine fuqua too i didn't realize that was his franchise he also did training day um yeah so and that close yeah, collaborator didn't, didn't quite make my list training day didn't but uh no nah, not n- nor mine but it was uh, shamefully I don't have a Denzel movie on my list. And that one was the closest to making it. Uh, That's all it's right. just, uh, I, I haven't revisited Denzel in a while. I ironically enough, do have a John David Washington movie in tenant, uh, his, his son go. there, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we got no, the legacy. No. It's all right. It's, yeah. it's close enough. Yeah. Um, I'll do Denzel yeah. justice eventually. I mean, I, I got, I got a movie well. for him. Yeah. Um, I trust you. I trust so. you there. But, uh, when it comes to, my 56. Certainly no American gangster. Uh, yeah. not, not in subject matter. You know, when it comes to Frank Lucas, you're certainly not looking at the same guy as, say, Paddington Brown, the bear, uh, from, uh, Paddington 2, 2017, directed by Paul King. Can that uh, be the graphic for this one, please? Oh, yes. Or, okay, Paddington and- I don't know. Paddington has to be on there just because that, oh, that's yeah. hilarious for whoever else it is. Maybe the Zodiac Killer, maybe like <laughs> Jaws, maybe just the Shark of Jaws yeah. itself. I don't Padding, know. But, Paddington yeah. and Frank Lucas wouldn't be bad though. Uh, no, I uh, I fucking adore Paddington too, man. Uh, everything you've heard in jest about how good this movie is is unironically accurate. Uh, it's it's a fantastically heartwarming movie. I fucking love watching it. Uh, one, one easy comfort movie for me. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love uh, everything about this movie, you know, and it makes me extremely excited for what Paul King has in store later this year with Wonka. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a lot of people are pretty skeptical of Timothy Chalamet as Wonka, but yeah. I love Paul King's Paddington's and I love, I love Timothy Chalamet. So yeah. it's going to be heartwarming as fuck. And I'm fully ready for that. Uh, if it can, it, it's funny how, if you did Paddington too, you've earned complete and utter trust from me. Like I, I'm like, yeah, you're probably going to make a movie. I like watching. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. We, we do have him slated for a director's spotlight. We uh, do before, before Wonka. So yeah. I just mean, Paddington, I, Paddington two and Wonka. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I, I don't know. I've, I've never seen him, but judging off of how, how much you like him, I'm, I'm ready for him. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I, I enjoy the first Paddington, but it's no Paddington two. Okay. It's a not. movie. Yeah. <laughs> where the sequel is better. That's yeah. Good. No, you got Hugh Grant in like a, in the villain role, which is fun. I like Hugh Grant. Um, is this I like, like representing both movies, or are you at no, Paddington? No, no, I'm sp- I'm specifically okay. talking about Paddington Two. Wow. Fucking like Paddington Two is miles better than Paddington One, uh, and Paddington One is just fine. Uh, but this one, uh, it just it just makes me happy in a different way. You know, I had Brendan Gleeson. He's in Banshees of Inisherin. He's also in this movie. Mm. Uh, one of the leads in Banshees is also in this movie. Um, it's a super heartwarming movie, so I had to have it. Um, I did have it higher, but I had to be honest with myself and t- take it down a notch. Uh, I, lo- I love Paddington too, but there's there's a few movies where if I had put it above 
even later in this episode, you'd go, are you fucking insane? Uh, that's that's kind of I had had to be real. Had to be real. So Paddington, too. You know, it's it could be anything. You could have put it at 10, you know, if you you truly wanted to. But um, no. okay. Uh, I I, I don't know. I can't can't wait to get there. And then uh, director spotlight. That's always just fun. Uh, I love a director spotlight. And and I I feel like those ones will will be a blast to watch. And I don't know. I I always love comfort movies and I'm uh, I'm down to add any more to the to the repertoire. So. Oh, that's certainly one. Certainly one. Love it. But uh, yeah, that was my 56. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I think you already mentioned it, I believe. Um, but this is where I have the one and only Mission Impossible movie I've seen. Uh, the, mm. the first one, uh, 1996 by Brian De Palma. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. It's just a, a franchise I haven't haven't really seen and I, I have really only seen the first one and I don't know I've, I really want to want to see all the rest of them but there is a whole lot to get to I think I'll, I'll go Indy and John Wick first before I, I go into the Mission Impossible it's franchise. a deep dive it certainly is um, but I don't know I think you know Tom Cruise say what you want about him but as an action movie star he's just that's a good job he's kind of got it like that yeah and, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess you know just him running, you know, just, I don't know, just, just him just doing Some of the most cinematic shit you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. yeah like, uh, I can, I don't know. And, and, I, and all the twists and stuff in this movie were really, really cool. Like the, yeah. the face reveals, the, um, just whoever, who was the, oh, what was the, yeah. John Voight, Jim, yeah. Jim was, yeah, just Jim, uh, Jim and, and his, his wife being the, you know, being yeah. behind it the whole time. And like, I don't know. I, I didn't expect it until like, no. Quite late, like kind of far into the movie, it was like a. Well, and there's this there's this confusing part in the movie where like he's actually putting it together, but saying something else out loud to Jim, you know, like he's like, oh, so the killer must have done this, and then it shows Jim doing the thing. Uh, but he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so it's what he's thinking, but he's making it seem like he doesn't know to the guy that's sitting right in front of him. Like he had him. And that's what's awesome about Ethan Hunt is he's got everybody down pat. He doesn't know who to trust, but he's prepared for all possibilities. You know what I'm saying? After Uh, this one, I'd say all the rest of the movies, he probably has major trust issues for the rest of the franchise. If I had to guess, it's Um, tough for him to love. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. That would be yeah. that'd be pretty difficult. But I don't know. I can't wait till I get to like him just hanging off the side of a plane or him just riding oh, a motorcycle yeah. off a cliff. Yeah, and, when you get to four, five, man. six, uh, seven, it's <laughs> him doing some pretty crazy shit. And don't get me wrong, two and three, he's also doing some pretty awesome stunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, it takes a whole different direction from the moment he decides to, you know, walk up the side of Burj Khalifa. Um, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the no, like, practically they did that. Uh, they filmed him running up the side of the Burj Khalifa, like the tallest structure on earth. Um, that's yeah, out of the, gotta have a little bit of crazy in you if you're oh, signing up to do that. Nuts. But, uh, but uh, I don't know. pretty cool to say that you did it though, you know, no, yeah, absolutely. Like that picture, you've seen the picture of him sitting on top of the Burj Khalifa, walked up it. He never, he actually in the movie, he never even gets to the top of the Burj Khalifa. He just did that on his own for the picture. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, he, wow. like they, they weren't going to do that to film him. He was just like, I'm going to get to the top of this building then. Like, when, when else are you going to be able to have that? Yeah. 
You know, like that's that's you know. I'd say and he probably in that picture, he's not strapped to anything. He's just sitting on uh, the top of the Burj Khalifa. The dude's uh, fucking crazy. Uh, uh, even if there's like a railing, like a like a really high cliff. Like no, even if I'm looking you know over, how, I know I'm like, yeah, that is such a tall, like thin building. Do you know like mm-hmm. when the wind blows, what it must feel like up there? That's oh. fucking terrifying. Oh. Uh, dude's yeah, fucking crazy. But it's made for some pretty epic shit in movies. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, talking about the Mission Impossible franchise, I fucking love the Mission Impossible franchise, man. It is so fucking good. Uh, but yeah, I had I had a Mission Impossible at seventy seven. Uh, it's just such an interesting franchise where there's something good about every movie. Um, and like in most ways, completely different, like completely different things. Like Mission Impossible three is pretty widely considered the worst Mission Impossible movie. But pretty much everyone agrees that it had easily the best villain in the franchise. It's like uh, it, it, there's something always nice to pick out. There's always something entertaining at the very there, least about is there those one, movies. Like a, a bathroom fight scene with Henry Cavill. Is that a Mission Impossible? That is the sixth one. That is the okay. sixth one. Yeah. I don't know. I just saw um, that on, on Twitter. Him yeah, like charging up his arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah reloading the, him, getting ready for yeah. a fight. Yeah, I don't know, that that fight sequence is nuts. I've never seen the whole thing, and I just watched the whole sequence on that. Twitter, and I'm like, God. What's even more insane is that that is like a fucking it's like a nothing point in the movie as far as like how awesome shit gets like that's wow. just okay. it's just a little bit um it's just a little bit of a movie um damn yeah, yeah that shit's dealing with like nuclear weapons and like oh god is this gonna go off what do we do to protect the world like it's the franchise gets fucking huge man it yeah. gets ridiculous gotta um, elevate yeah gotta gotta elevate. Um, and the last until I don't know, they're dealing with a super powered AI. I don't know. Sounds pretty sweet uh, for for the new one. Um, I I enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, but yeah, fuck yeah, man! I love Mission Impossible. So uh, mm-hmm. that's your fifty-five. Mm-hmm. It is. All right, my fifty-five. This is where I have a uh, critically acclaimed classic called Paris, Texas, nineteen eighty-four, directed by Wim. Wenders. Uh the an reason actual, this is here. What's that? Is there an actual Paris, Texas? Like uh, is that is that Yeah, there is a real city called Paris, Texas. Um I believe there's also a Paris, Tennessee, maybe. Um okay. Yeah, Paris, Texas is a city in Texas. Paris, Arkansas, and Paris, Tennessee. Yeah, they they all got wow. Paris's. Uh right. but no, Paris, Texas, it's on here because it's genuinely one of the most visually beautiful movies I've ever seen. Um, just an excruciatingly well-shot film. Uh, it's not even like there's no like epic imagery that's like, oh my god, how is this even possible? It's just shooting shit that you see daily and making it gorgeous. And that's like one of those things that I, I'll always appreciate. And if you do that, the entire fucking movie, I mean, goddamn, it's gonna it's gonna go well. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh no, it looks. Just very just dis- like unique, oh, like yeah, like yeah. I don't know, it, it does have a yeah. The story's not uh the story's not a thrilling one. It's not like, oh god, what's gonna happen? You know, it's just kind of like, here's the story of this guy, kind of lost it a little bit, or did he? Don't like you don't really. Is he just deciding to be like this, or is he lost it? It's it's a bizarre thing Harry Dean Stanton has going on in this movie. Uh, he has an ex wife who. 
you know, he's trying to, he's also got a kid who he left behind and, but you don't like, it's just a, a weird fucking movie. I've only watched it once and it was just very instantly like, oh my God, this shit is fucking beautiful. Like if there's any reason to revisit it, it's just to look at it. Uh, and I, I absolutely love it. I don't have much to say about it, but Paris, Texas is a strong recommendation for me. If you're looking for just gorgeous, gorgeous filmmaking. Oh, I think, let's see. Yeah. Next one. Not, not very, I guess it's somewhat visually okay, but more for, for the story here. Uh, mm-hmm. that I like this one. This is, uh, I got a Tarantino coming up for me. This is where I have Django, Django Unchained, ah. 2012, uh, for me. And I put it up a lot higher uh, whenever I first had it on here. Um, and then it just it sort of just kept creeping down and creeping down a little mm. bit. Um, and maybe maybe it, it is just because I haven't seen it in a little bit. Um, but we were talking about, like, uh, you were watching Glorious Bastards and we're like, yeah, you can't can't really go wrong with killing Nazis, you know. If you're if you're killing Nazis, that's it's probably going to be a good time. Dope. But uh, a previous slave, and I guess kind of technically still a slave in the movie. That is, yeah, weird. but you know, it but, is what it is. But killing slave owners, pretty Baldy. sick. Um, yeah. and then you know, being reunited with his long lost love is is also nice. Broomhilda. Yeah. Um, and uh, Christoph Waltz, you know, just <sighs> his act, you know, just. His accent that he has in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, just the, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I like, um, I like Jamie Foxx's performance much more. And oh, he's, yeah, man. He's just a badass. Like, whenever he's in the, ha- like, the, the final, like, house scene where he's just killing everybody. Um, oh, that shit. Like, man, I feel like there's a line that he says, like, right before, like, they just get down to it or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, man, I don't know. Just, just the action, just the, the sheer amount of blood that just pops off in that movie, like, just in that one scene right there is insane. And, and yeah, Samuel there's, Jack- there's like a gunshot where he hits a woman and she flies in the completely, like, in a completely yeah. not. Oh, yeah the direction she would go flying and it's absolutely fucking awesome and campy and just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And I love, I love that movie, man. And it's one that I've only seen once, but uh, yeah, the line was, I like the way you die, boy. That's yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that's, I don't know. And just like how it opens, you know, Christoph Waltz, he's like a traveling dentist or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I know, like he just has that like dentist cart and he's just coming up and he's like, yeah. And then just kills those two the owners or whatever and he's like all right you know i don't know if he was specifically looking for Django, or he just kind of stumbled across i forgot how the story really starts um yeah the launching off point i can't recall what that specifically is yeah he's just oh he's just a bounty hunter so maybe the the dentist cart was just like a uh facade or something he was yeah right right um but yeah i don't know just a a movie I, i definitely have to revisit and watch again um I don't know, one of the most famous Leo, I guess, in yeah. uh, improvisation facts. You know, yeah, that dude actually cut his hand open there and just, you know, held it together. But, but you can't really kiss uh, an Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say his name or, shit. or whatever it is. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you can hold it down for that, but it's got to take about 20 takes to, to kiss know. a woman above 26. Yeah, but, you know, um, Leo's Leo. You know, we got, you know, he. He's very uh, talented, man. Yeah. 
talented guy, but I don't know. That that's more of a Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz movie there. Oh, sure. Christoph Waltz and Jamie Foxx, man, they are so good. I've I've just come to really appreciate Jamie Foxx and like just how talented that man is. Like he's so ridiculously versatile. Yeah. Um a Funny, fucking gorgeous be. singing voice. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. the, the he might have the best Donald Trump impression I've ever heard. Um, yes. He can impersonate like anyone too. Dude, it's incredible how many voices he has. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's so talented. Motherfucker um, Jones in uh, Horrible Bosses. I don't know if you've ever seen that comedy. Fucking incredible. Um strongly recommend that. Not on my list, but uh Horrible Bosses is brilliant. Uh Zin Stray's coming up. A new a new com- you know, just the Yes, the actually dog. out out last weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is out. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it came out. Uh yeah, I was thinking about thinking about but Soul, you know, I already mentioned that a little bit a little bit ago and I'm sure it'll appear on yours, but uh I mentioned collateral as an honorable mention. Jamie Foxx is just so ridiculously, ridiculously talented. And uh, I'll, I'll never tire of the man. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get back to Jamie this episode. Action. Nah, lovely. So, lovely. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Django will be below that one um, for me at least. But, but yeah, out, out of the well, Tarantino, I guess out of Tarantino, this is, I think I, second, Third? I only have one more. I think I might only have one more. Um, I know we got Kill Bill later on. Um, I think that might be it for Tarantino for me because I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just judging by all the things I've heard about that movie, I feel like it would make my list after I watch yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I think that is my last or my. I think yeah, I think that's it for Tarantino here for me. Is this Django and? Kill Bill, but Kill Bill will be a little, a little later on uh, for me. Gotcha. But. Yeah, Django is just off, just off my list. Probably my fourth Tarantino after watching Inglorious Bastards. It was previously top three, mm. but uh, ah, yeah, that'd probably uh, be another one above Django. Off, off what I'm hearing. Oh, man, yeah, I don't know. Good. They're yeah. both really fucking good. You know, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to compare since I'm fresh off of Inglorious Bastards, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see, but. Uh, I'm going to a pretty undisputed classic in my next one. And okay. I know it's one that you're going to have and higher. Um, mm-hmm. I originally had it much lower. I gave it a rewatch and it shot up my list. We talked about this whenever that, that time came around. It's my first Stanley Kubrick of the episode, uh-huh. The Shining, 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, previously yeah. in my 80s also. Ooh, and then I gave it a rewatch. Cool. We got a cool crossover coming a little later for the Ooh, I love that. I mean, barely a small part of the movie, but uh, it, it is pretty cool that it happened. Nah. Oh yeah, 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 fuck yeah! I, I already know what you're, I already know what you're coming with. But uh, no, I love uh, I love this movie, man. And it was only my second watch when I revisited it, which is why it was in the '80s. But upon seeing it a second time, I mean, holy shit, man! What a well-made movie just ridiculously good um like barely really anything happens you know it's just the slow turn uh like just a just getting a little bit more crazy over time and you're like just you know something's about to happen you know you're like some something's gonna go down i just don't know what it's gonna be and yeah what a, a weird turn it takes like whenever it shows like the like people like 
people in the room, like that line, like whatever costume that dude's in, giving yeah, him a blow giving job. another guy like, head, and just going like going through the hotel. It's like, what the fuck is going so on? So it's here? like actually haunted, but it's like you don't know. And then like he's in the picture at the end. You're like, was well, what that? What's that? What's that mean? You know? It's like, uh, yeah, it's all just fucking. It's a mind fuck. No nah, um, man, I and. I came to appreciate it so much more. And I'm sure that if I watched it a third time, it'd climb even higher up this list. Like it's, uh, it's so damn good. It is, however, three of three on my list for Kubrick movies. I got two more ahead of it. Um, yeah. And, think, uh, yeah, it is, it is my top Kubrick, I believe. Nice. Uh, for me. Um, yeah, but no, I, yeah, I love I love this movie, man. Jack Nicholson's so damn good in it. Um, as you know, like she doesn't get a lot of credit. I don't think not nearly enough. But Shelley Duvall, mm-hmm. fucking, I think she's fucking amazing in this movie. Um, and you know, I I'll never tire of it. I certainly mm-hmm. won't. Uh, yeah, probably one of the the first like good horror kind of thriller movies that I've that I just watched and it's it's just stuck with me. Oh. Um, and yeah. No, it it, it it does red that. Red red rum. Red rum. Yeah, like, uh, there's so so many like just cool things in that movie. Like the maze is cool for no reason. I love the maze, uh, man. Yeah, like I don't know, just it's like a lot of a lot of really cool things in that movie and my my cousins went to go visit like the hotel, I guess, and they came back and said it was it was a pretty cool experience oh the too. overlook hotel yeah um which apparently it's a little different than in the movie i guess like it doesn't really look exactly the same i don't know or maybe i'm remembering that it. wrong maybe i'm switching that with a different no maybe that's a different hotel of like some other I, i'm not sure but uh <laughs> i don't know i haven't haven't visited myself but i, I think uh eventually one day I'll, I'll make it down there and maybe go a little crazy um, yeah you know i'm a i'm a delivery driver so every time i deliver to a hotel I like really don't want it to be room two thirty seven. You know what I'm that's saying? A bad I'm like, number. Yeah, that's I don't know. There's a, a, like a lot of moon like moon landing conspiracy stuff in that movie too. Like which is really oh. weird. Like uh, low, you know what? What's the kid's name? Um, oh, oh, little red rum boy. I guess uh, little little Jack, uh, wearing an Apollo like Apollo sweatshirt kind of thing. Danny. Um, yeah, and uh, room 237, the moon at the closest point is 237,000 miles away. Um, huh. specifically, I don't know. It's, it's probably just a, a coincidence, and, like, it's no, you know, but, Apollo shirt. Just, well, it's 1970. And, they landed on the moon the year before, so it's, like, probably right. just coincidence. But, but, um, this movie, it actually has a sequel, which I didn't know um, mm-hmm. until recently. Dr. Sleep, starring Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor plays Danny, grown up. Excuse uh, yeah, apparently I, I, it's a fucking amazing sequel. Um, huh, 2019. Wow. Yeah, it's it's got a little bit of an age to it, but uh, Why, by as Mike, far as going this long without hearing of it, written by Stephen King as well. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I I've never heard of this. That I'll have to give that a watch. Uh, yeah. For sure. But huh. Wow. Yeah, I never even heard of that. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Got to check it out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, quite the switch up here, uh, from from thriller horror to uh, just classic comedy here. Uh, probably my favorite. I think this is the top comedy I have, um, if I had to guess. Uh, my favorite comedy of all time, and it's it's Dumb and Dumber. 
1994 uh, by Peter Farley and Bob Farley. Um, Peter and Bab. But man, I don't know. Just Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. I, like this, there's not a movie where I laugh more, I don't think. Like it's it's just a movie that was on all the time. My dad loves this movie too. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that helps. But but just the, the, it's just the situation they're in. You know, they are doing the absolute, they're just returning a briefcase to a girl that he, th- he thinks is going to like fall in love with them. <laughs> and then they just get tracked by these freaking investigators, or like not even investigators, by like the people who want the briefcase, like all the like, yeah. the, like to try to kill them. They're like, oh, yeah, these guys man. are good. These guys how are do good. They they're, know I have gas. Yeah, they're they're always a step ahead of us. I don't know how they do it, but God, and like, and like the switching of like his pills with like the rat yeah. poison or whatever. Like, and now it's like, <laughs> oh my God, they killed him. Like, holy shit, these guys will stop at nothing. Um. But like that, that part's just fun, and then like all oh, just the other situational comedy. Like I don't know, there's just we got no jobs, <laughs> our pets' heads are falling off. Uh, and like, hey, you want this extra pair of gloves? You know, I, I've had them. My hands are actually kind of getting a little sweaty now. And he's like, Dog! he just starts fr- like flipping shit on him. Like, oh, dude, I'd... pull oh, over. It's actually yeah, he... a cardigan, but thank you. He sells uh, the the sheep mobile or like whatever to yeah, call that car. Yeah. Sells it for that little little itty bitty bike, and he's like, "You, the oh my god, I can't believe you do something so smart." You know, like you uh, go and redeem yourself. Uh, yeah, I I fucking love that movie, man. I actually uh, just rewatched it a little bit ago. Showed Emily for the uh, apparently the first time. I didn't realize that we hadn't watched it together. She'd never seen Dumb and Dumber. Uh, and she thought it was hilarious, which, uh, I really, I really appreciated, but, uh, yeah, man, that's such a, it's such a fun watch, you know, it's, uh, certainly the predecessor to Step Brothers. you know, there is no, I don't think there is no Step Brothers without Dumb and Dumber. That's true. Know? Yeah. Uh, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. There, that's, I don't know that I, I had Step Brothers earlier, but there's no way I'm putting Step Brothers above Dumb and Dumber for me. That's, that's just a hell out of here. Uh yeah, I uh I fucking love that movie. Snowball fight! Oh my god! He yeah, whatever he just chucks up. that. Boom! Yeah, like two, like five feet away, like barely. Oh my god! Yeah, that movie's that movie. fucking funny, man. Uh, we landed on the moon. You know, it's just uh, it's just uh, paper from years ago, thirty yeah, years ago. Bar. Yeah, the theme's like old time, just like having yeah, yeah. paper in there. He's just waiting. You know, it was like. I guess he he even got in there like twelve hours early or something like that. Yeah, because right? like, he he thought he thought ten forty five or nine forty five yeah. was nine forty five a.m. not p.m. In uh, the outfit he was wearing too, like the whole cowboy fit, like the, yes. the little, like danglies off his arm. Oh my god! Man. Oh man! Um, yeah, no, that's a funny fucking movie, man. There, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Jim Carrey, he's the shit, man. Yeah, uh, was that on our? Uh, Little stretch of Jim Carrey movies that we did. Oh yeah, know. yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was Ace Ventura and um, The Mask. The Mask and, and Dumb and Dumber. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I adore. Th- it'll be a movie that I go back to all the time for, oh, for my one hundred percent. Just so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, and with the you know bus of bikini models or whatever, like <laughs> it's that way. <laughs> it sounds that way. Like oh, there's man. a couple I, of lucky guys who are gonna. Whose lives are going to change. <sighs> yeah. You idiot. 
hails them. Yeah. It's actually Sold. back that way. Sold the bird to the blind kid, you know, <laughs> on the news later. Like, oh, man. That... What a ridiculous I, movie, man. I, I love it. There's probably so much I didn't even mention. Like, there's so many scenes in that movie, like, that just, that, that just are the most random things ever. But the cop drinking the piss out of the beer bottle, you know, and starting to twitch, like, or whatever. Yeah, like. That's where Get the Hell Out of Here was from. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could, I could go on and on about about those scenes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, love Dumb Oh, Dumb. what a good fucking movie, man. Um, I got a pretty opposite end of the spectrum here uh, okay, at 53. Dumber now back to? Uh, we're, we're going with my second Stanley Kubrick movie here. Okay. Um, this is where I have 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Uh, from yeah. 1968, directed by Stephen or Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I, you know, another just certified classic. You know, there's nothing I could say about this movie that hasn't already been said. It's it's that good. Every every single good thing you've ever heard about this movie is again extremely accurate. Uh yeah, this is kind of walks of Star Wars could fly. Yeah, like, right, right. This is kind of an insane just filmmaking wise, like how he just made all the stuff. Like our Yeah, technically. Yeah. Walking like walking like in that circle, like the lady like just kind of like getting some food for someone or whatever and just like mm. walking completely like in the circle. like a lot of stuff in here that's just kinda nuts for for nineteen sixty eight. That shot of like the dude's eye like changing all the colors and everything, mm. like oh it, it's just a movie that I have again, haven't seen enough. If I again if I watched it again, it would go up by a lot i only i've only watched it once that one time was so fucking good um mm-hmm. oh this but, is uh, okay yeah i thought i only had two Kubrick movies i do i do have yeah um yeah. i don't know why i just missed missed this one um now pretty but, massive kubrick uh actually yeah. this is uh this is kind oh, of yeah. uh probably his Gotta, it's crazy yeah. to have the shining and this under your belt because now you've got two of the most iconic movies of all time period and for vastly different reasons. Uh, got a, got a, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a, in Barbie, um, the, oh yeah, big homage. Kind of, yeah, homage, there's, there's the word. Um, but instead of just a black rectangle, it's Margot Robbie. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that was, that was really cool. And like, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of younger people just haven't seen 2001. So they're oh, probably, no, yeah, that'll go over a lot of people's heads. Like, what the hell is going on there? But regardless, if you haven't seen it, it's still just kind of funny. Like, regardless, it's like, it is really cool. At first, there was nothing. You know, like, yeah, that just that whole bag. Like, it's... The lifting up, like, did they smash just a baby with another baby? So it was like... Or like yeah, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's like instead of the monkey, like, with the bone, just, like, smashing a skull, it's just a baby smashing another baby doll. Like, I don't know. That was, yeah, that was and they're, like, like shoes they were mod. using to, like, yeah. smash them, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a good fucking reference, man. And uh, <laughs> I, I, adore, I adore this movie. It's probably one that I'll revisit at least a few more times. Like, yeah. it's... It's one that I'll come back to uh, again and again. Uh, wow. Now, not that's one that's a like a comfort movie. viewing. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, no, everything's no, but, uh, goes wrong. But how? That's a that's a cool villain, like a formative. Yeah, you know, just very very monotone as well, but like super creepy. Like uh, just just how he talks to the whole crew. Like 
you don't want to go there or i don't i don't know like a, i'm trying to like think about yeah. how line in there but like or there will be consequences yeah, like yeah no he's eating uh, their lips you know they think that they turned yeah. all, the, all the everything off and it how's just it like, jacks that dude into space like, and he's like i you know you thought you were in private uh fucking horrifying yeah uh and this is actually another little star wars connection here uh the reason uh, Anthony Daniels was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play a robot. It's because he'd seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. And wow. it's like, how is a, it's a gnar- that's a gnarly character. You know, yeah, it can be, yeah. it can be iconic. Uh, he was right. You know, like it's, uh, it's, it's so damn good. And, you know, Stanley Kubrick kind of tackling the creation myth and the cycle mm. of existence. Yeah. What a weird what a ending, weird. too. Yeah. What a weird fucking movie, man. Oh, yeah. That dude's got a mind on him. It's uh it's bizarre. I've got three Kubrick movies and I would say they're vastly different in like every regard. It's so it's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I, I have three as well. Yeah, cl- I'm assuming the clockwork is the other one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All very different movies. Yeah, that's, that's oh, for yeah. Sure. um but man, that dude's just he's he's got something he's another fucked up. Different. One. He's got yeah, different. He's, and doesn't really treat his actors well. Uh, as yeah, I've heard, but man, he's made some good movies. You know, it's 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 kind of the the sad thing is that his movies are pretty good, but man, uh, apparently it's not the the most fun time to film. No, but uh, you know, it's it, it it's gotten a lot of it's gotten a lot of chatter recently, and there's a bunch of interviews where like you know straight off of the production they were they were pretty mad at like you know Shining specifically, but then Shelley Duvall mm-hmm. tends to look back on the experience like it's a pretty pretty massive moment and i i appreciate what it did for me and everything you know so like it's not a total loss um yeah uh no yeah he's a he's just a weird fucking cat man just a weird guy uh yeah i'd say i'm going i'm going complete opposite of kubrick here like uh this this is not feel bad you know at the end of space odyssey i'm kind of like oh wow that's where we're going and then also like oh shit how like uh you know this is in 68 and who, I don't know, that's, that's just scary that like they're yeah. already thinking of robots taking over, you know, and everything like that. But, but this one, I guess it's kind of a more pertinent, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get there. I don't know when, when Apple drops their, their little, little headset thing and, and more people are wearing them around the world. Mm. Um, this is, I got a Spielberg here, uh, and it's 2018's Ready Player One, uh, for me. And this was a, a little higher up on mine whenever i first had it and then i'm like okay let me let me be the movies that are above it i'm like okay i gotta be real you know like i love this movie it is super feel good and like it's so fun and and uh spielberg just knows how to do it um but i don't know i just i remember i want did i see this in theaters i might have now that i think about it um it's 2018 no well 2018 we're graduating high school. Mm-hmm. There's a distinct See, possibility. So I say, I'd say maybe I saw it in theaters. Um, I feel like I remember sitting in class um, talking to you about it after you'd seen it. Um, yeah, I think I think I did see it in theaters, but I don't know. I sci-fi, you know, this and just I don't know. The, if VR could go to the full potential, like this is how I'd want it to be. Just like. Every universe that you could, you know, you could have Star Wars world, you know, every character in here, you just, I don't know, it seems 
the Oasis is just a super cool idea, and we're like oh, yeah. nowhere near anything like this right now. No, they uh, tried. We, yeah, Meta really yeah. Meta, Meta made the attempt. Yeah, didn't didn't really work. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a whole you know copyright problem. I guess there you know that that's probably what the you know you can't just have like you know Star Wars and just any any video game any any IP you can't just throw it in there. I guess so. It's a little hard. The closest thing we have right now is VR chat, and it's like just a bunch of really weird people. Just like it's I I did it one time, and then that was enough for me because it was like way <laughs> too sexually charged. Like everyone in there is just trying to like uh, it's it's Virtual just so fuck. yeah it's it's so awkward, and I'm like okay I've I've had enough. Um, yeah, like I know I have an Oculus. It's sitting in my it's listening to every word i say i guess yeah facebook has 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 me it's listening to me it's it's right here but I, i've used it like a total of probably 20 times um but i don't know i, I really wish it was it was up to this level and re- like ready player one level um of vr i wish we had like the i don't know what his, his character name is in the movie yeah anorak i don't know it's like what he goes by in the vr mm-hmm. world but the the guy who created it all you know or whatever is the super smart whiz um but I don't know. I just uh like the end of it. Whenever um you know they they get a they are full ownership you know ownership of of the oasis and everything. They're like yeah Tuesdays and Thursdays no oasis real world time like that. That's pretty sick. Yeah. You know, like um and like I don't know. I love love any any time a, a corporation can get shut down. You know like IOI well, like the yeah. big villain entity in, in this one. Yeah, led by Ben Mendelsohn, who's yeah. also a great actor. Love that yeah. guy. Um, was just gonna kill Olivia kids. Coleman. Yeah, um, yeah, Olivia. Is it or Olivia Cook? Cook, yeah. Cook? yeah, yeah. Olivia Cook. Cook. Olivia Coleman is in Secret Invasion with Ben Mendelsohn. Ah, there it is. But yeah, their their crew was so cool. Like the the top five that were making it, you know, and every the whole world's tuning in. That everyone knows who they are, but no one knows who they are in real life at all. <laughs> they just know like their avatar sort of thing. Um, and then like the call at the end when he puts the camera up and he's like. It's Parzival, and we're on the last world. We need you all to come. It's kind of like that, uh, like uh, uh, the Rise of Skywalker moment, you know, yeah, when like they're yeah, calling yeah. everyone in. And, yeah, all the ships come in and like fight for everything. And I was kind of like the same moment. Oh, no, it's and, kick yeah. ass, man! They're sacrificing everything. You know, if you die, you lose all your shit. You know, and like yeah. in a world where that's so damn important, that is your everything. Like it's a, it's mm-hmm. a fascinating movie. One that you know, uh, in film circles is not appreciated um nearly nearly enough i don't think i think it's kind mm-hmm. of an impressive feat of you know uh animation yeah you know like it's mostly an animated movie mm-hmm. totally. uh like it, which yeah, is bizarre yeah a lot most of it's in the oasis i'd say and like mm-hmm. all the the book oh my god i, I i'm usually one like I usually like movies way more than the book, and like I, mm. I just like the movies as a medium way more. But man, this book! Oh my god! If you're a nerd, like this is just nerd orgasm, like all the time. Like there's so many cool nerd just references in the book and stuff like that. And I think like the first key, like uh, in the movie, it's just you know drive backwards mm. in in the race, and like you know that's that's how how it's all figured out. In the book, though, it's like he wanted it to be fair for everybody. So, like, it was in the world where schools were, so no one could fight, you can't die, like, no, nothing can happen, but it's, like, just out in, like, a random cave, and, like, you just gotta go, like, 
find it with like a bunch of clues of like what was his favorite game back in the I don't know it was just like it was a lot more like equal like anyone could obtain it um in the mm. book which I think that that was a lot cooler but didn't really wouldn't have really made for a uh a fun you know a movie I think for the movie it worked a whole lot better the way the way Spielberg took it yeah um, but the uh the book was way more I guess focused on like making sure that anyone could could have a shot at it and then it was all equal mm. you just had to had to do your research on on anorak and what what he yeah no nah, man i i have a great time every time i watch this movie i think it's just so fucking fun and uh a little shiny yeah. reference in there too yeah a little shiny a little shining a little bit of everything referenced in that you That's know true. warner brothers yeah. warner brothers threw the bag at it they were like you know let's give you everything we have and they did it again with like space jam 2 and then did it again with mm. like you know, all, all free guy kind of in the same vein where it's a bunch of Disney references and stuff. But Ready Player One kind of lays the groundwork for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love, I love, I don't know. Sci-fi, it's already ticking the boxes in like a cool, like it felt like a story at the time that was like, oh, VR is getting big. We might go here like in this direction. Like uh, it's kind of dying off now. Like it doesn't really seem that we're, that we're quite there yet at all. But um, I don't know. At the time I was like obsessed with with this story and i thought it was just the oh, coolest yeah. coolest shit i have the second book and i haven't read it yet and it's like one that i've i'm always eyeballing on my bookshelf that i'm like man if i get back in like I just ready got, player I, two right uh, yeah i think i think so yeah yep ready player two um but uh yeah i haven't, haven't quite given that one a read but i don't know i love that first book uh, it's like mm. one of the only books i've actually like reread multiple times oh yeah um, love life. a good reread but, yeah. love a good reread uh Oh, it's a good one. Didn't make my top 100. It was close. Um, when it actually comes to my Spielberg, like it just speaks to the level of a catalog Spielberg yeah. has because I have my little Spielberg ranking uh, list on Letterboxd. I have that at 12 out of 14. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's- and the dude's just got crazy movies. Like it's just the. Mm-hmm. The level. I didn't even know this was him. Like, out, like until I was putting it in my list, and I'm like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. this is Spielberg!" Like, yeah, yeah. this dude's just. There's yeah, so many cool. movies like that where you'll go, "Ah, oh, man, this is this is pretty well known. This is pretty much a classic." Oh, it's also Steven Spielberg. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Now it's just it makes sense. Um, I love that. But uh, my 52. This is my Scorsese of the episode, and I think my first Scorsese on the list so far. First mm-hmm. of three. I want to say maybe two, maybe only no three, three. Uh, but this is where I have 2010's Shutter Island, directed yeah, yeah. by Martin Scorsese, starring Leo and Mark Ruffalo, uh, yes. Ben Kingsley and Michelle Williams and Emily Mortimer and just uh, Max von Sydow. Just a ridiculous cast and a ridiculously wild movie. You know, I uh. I watched this for the first time earlier this year, and we will be talking about it in full whenever Killers of the Flower Moon is about to come out. We're doing a director spotlight, which is actually going to be the first thing we do after the Top 100 project. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so cool. Shutter Island, that will be we'll, we'll be given a whole episode to it as it deserves, um, because what a gnarly fucking movie, man. Uh, absolutely insane. It's a wonderful visual experience, too. Uh like one of one of Martin Scorsese's best looking, I think, without a doubt. Um, mm. 
the a little bit of killing Nazis in there. A little bit. A little, a little bit like of Nazi that. killing. Love yeah, a little bit of Nazi killing. Just a little bit, but there's something there. Um, nah, man, I I I enjoy it, and I think Leo is one of yeah one of one of Leo's best. I love Michelle Williams. I think she's so fucking good. Um, and this is just another one where she's so fucking good in. And uh, Mark Ruffalo's character ends up being just like the most. Just like, oh, this guy, he's so, he's trying his best and he's just, you know, it's just not working for my mans here. Uh, what is that? The last line in the movie, um, trying to remember, like when he walks away knowing what he's, where he's going, you know, like, um, like he's, he's full, like being like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to think anymore. But then he's, it's like talking to Mark Ruffalo on the steps. You know, just and like then talking goes about right like, back into his, yeah. Um, but man, he said, "What is ah living as a monster, or dying as a good man?" I think is is maybe what it what it was. No, that's that's earlier in the movie. No, it no, it is no, it is right there at the steps. Which would be worse, to live as a monster or die as a good man? Yeah, and it's mm. and that that ending. Like I remember the first time I'm watching it, my mind is like, "What the no, hell?" No, that is shit is mind on? melting. Like, oh it's God. uh. Yeah, and, it's excruciatingly well done, and it's extremely well written. And you're just kind of you, you spend the runtime kind of like, what's going on here? Like, there's yeah. some conspiracy, there's something off, there's something going on. Uh, and then the the revelation is just brilliant. Uh, a movie that again made me cry. You know, whenever uh, Leo has his flashback. Um, oh oh my, god. my god. What a yeah. devastating and hard mm-hmm. to watch moment. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, whew. uh, again, Michelle Williams is fucking good, man. She's scary in this movie. Yeah. Um, was he really crazy or was, or did they make him crazy? Yeah. You know? Like apparently yeah. it's like a little operation paperclip sort of undertone in there. Um, I guess after I was like looking more into the movie and, and if they needed to silence someone um, and not just execute him, they would, you know, send him to a psychiatric hospital and be like, yeah, no, you're this isn't your life. You're crazy. And they would build a whole fabrication for him and then mm-hmm. eventually lobotomize him and basically, you know, they're dead after that. Um, and I don't know, like at, at the end there, I'm, I, I am like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to think. I mean, I, I like to think he was he was a good man and that he was a, a marshal and that he did all these, you know, or whatever. And he, he just kind of stumbled a little too far into this, some secrets and they're like, all right, got to admit you got to put you on the medicine, you know, or whatever. But I don't know. No, I don't yeah. Know. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I think that, uh, like but uh, yeah, yeah, it's dude's a, dude, rough, rough break, rough break for this man. Uh, just, uh, a wonder, a wonderful movie that I cannot wait to watch again. Uh, and Martin Scorsese is one of my favorites and I've, uh, Certainly not my last Martin Scorsese here on the list. So uh, yeah, when we get to Killers of Flower Moon, um, just oh, that man. that trailer, set, like just that, that fucking music, oh, buddy. God. I'm like it's I, it's so weird. Like I, you talked to me like a year ago, and I'm like a trailer comes out and it's Marvel that I'm hyped for. If it's like a Marvel trailer, I'm like, oh, I gotta dissect this frame by frame. I gotta know what's mm-hmm. happening. Blah blah blah. Now I'm like, oh shit. Asteroid City's coming out. I'm hyped for that. And like Killers of the Flower Moon, I'm hyped for that. Like I don't know. Yeah. I'm just rather I'm um I don't know. Maybe I'm just um I'm getting older or something. I don't know. Um 
time just kind of goes on. I, I just appreciate these movies more um, now, and it's awesome that they're releasing, and I, I get to see them in theaters um, by the, I don't know, just the greats of, of filmmaking. So, yeah, it's going to be slated for October 20th when we get to shut around. So kind of a little mm. close to Halloween-esque. It kind of kind of fits there, a little spooky, yeah. spooky-ish movie. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't wait to get back out. I have it in my, in my top 100. It'll be next episode actually. So not, not too far away. Um, yeah, that song from the trailer stadium powwow by the hallucination. It's an actual song. It's not made for the movie. No, it's it's not made for the movie. Ah, yeah. That's a man. I don't know. It's getting me hyped for that movie though. That that's, I don't know. Just, uh, the trailer's so well made. Like if the trailer's that well made, like. I can't imagine what the movie's going to be like. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo Prieto, the uh, cinematographer for that movie, having a big year. He'll probably get a couple nominations at the Oscars for that and Barbie as he shot both of those. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm. He might have shot. It might. I don't think that's. I don't think he shot Shutter Island. I think that was uh, Robert Richardson. See, is it Rodrigo Prieto? The Prieto. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Robert Richardson was the cinematographer for Shutter Island. Also, the cinematographer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained and Kill Bill and every yeah. Tarantino movie and Casino and Aviator and Air and JFK and Wow. Wow. What a fucking filmography this man has. Uh, Robert mm-hmm. Richardson. White talent. He has it on him. Uh, uh, P- Rodrigo, the Killers of the Fire Moon cinematographer, he also did Wolf of Wall Street, The mm-hmm. Irishman, a few Taylor yeah, he's Swift. Done, Robert Richardson was the first, like, the, the first half of, or like, a long time in Scorsese's career, and Rodrigo Prieto's picked it up since Shutter Island. Um, okay. Right, well... I did say I, I would get back to to Jamie Fox and uh, a movie that wasn't in my list, but I just I had to. I can't believe that it wasn't, and it was just I I I had to slot it in here. I forgot what what got axed for it um, completely, but but this is where I have Soul, mm-hmm. uh, uh, twenty twenty, uh, directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers. Uh, just yeah. uh. I remember it was just yeah, just on Disney Plus, and you were like, "Hey, yeah, check. You gotta check out this movie." You were like, "Oh my god, you gotta check out this movie." And I like, I waited like a couple days. I don't know, like maybe I don't know, it's something going on. I'm like, "Oh, you know, I said I had some time." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch Soul." Like I saw it on the banner on Disney Plus, just going mm-hmm. by. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out." And then just came out of it an absolute mess. I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god, I did not know what I was getting into with oh. this movie." Um, but as as far as like Pixar movies go, this this. It's not my top one. I do have one more. I had a tough this. time figuring out what your top one um, was, but I figured it out. I'm there. Yeah, I'm I caught do up. have one more, um, but they're they're not far apart. It is next right. episode. Um, but but yeah, Soul. This is it's just a special movie. This one was it was just so unique. At, like for as Pixar, like I, I did not think they would take it here. Like for mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like a kid movie. You know, like. General, like I feel like this is just way more of an adult movie. Like I don't know. Like I think kids will still have a a good time watching it and everything. But I don't know. I I feel like this is just a just a, an emotional roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, it's just you gotta. I don't know. 
I'd say if you grow up with it, like you got to revisit it to really, really fully understand what, what it's all about. But like the flow state, like, I don't know. I, I love like that. Everyone just had their different kind of flow state. And like, they, I've been like, fucking they, with these guys for years. And she like throws off a basketball player and it's like the Knicks lose again. You know, like that joke is extremely funny. Uh, uh soul's good, man. It's such a good movie. Just how the, like what the afterlife looks like. I don't know for them, like just the, the visuals of that, and like, oh my god, the stairway up and like mm-hmm. up into the light, like just there's so many like cool shots, and like his like a uh, little training that that each soul kind of had to go through, or whatever, yeah. like sort of thing was. Oh man, yeah, it's I don't know, I I gotta to watch this one again, like and just just be a mess after. I know I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. I know this is this is this is an ugly cry movie here. Um, oh yeah it's a goodie man it is so good i mean i'll just never get over the tina fey's character 22 i think uh like looking around and being like just watching the little helicopter fall down the little leaf and you know just like seeing someone giggle and a, a animal runs by and it's like oh my god earth is beautiful i love this place like that's all there needs to be like that's i'll i'll love that scene till the end of my days uh then him playing the piano at the end oh god dude yeah Yeah. jamie seeing all the stuff that reminds him of 22 like ah Mm -hmm. yeah a special movie like it's it's so good and i don't know another just that's jamie fox like i don't know i that's Jamie Foxx just a a talented man there. Talented and man. He, talented he will, man. Will make me cry for every every time I watch this movie. That's that's for sure. Um, won two Oscars. Let's see. I wonder what it did win. I don't know why the awards on IMDb always take forever to load. I think it's just because there's so many of them. Mm. Um, in music, best achievement in music and best animated feature film, nominated for best sound as well. Um. Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award was nominated for best nominated for best animated film. What else came out in 2021 that was better than this? 2020. Or it was 2021 awards. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um so yeah, okay. So it would have been 2020. Yeah, what what else would have been better than this in 2020? I don't I don't know what Kansas City was thinking. Um Kansas City, you got it wrong. Uh I don't know, maybe not. Uh I'd have to um, see. Yeah, wow. Uh, Over the Moon. I don't even... Scoob? I guess Scoob came out. Shit, a Scooby-Doo movie. That probably won, if I had to guess. Um, Wolf Makers? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't I don't really recognize a lot of these, but... Um, the Croods? I do remember... Okay. I remember The Croods. Uh, Onward. Oh, Trolls came out. Maybe that was it. Troll- God, well, Trolls 2, yeah. probably. Um, Trolls World Tour is that the second one? I think it's the um, third one. Trolls oh, has got a bunch so of yeah, movies now. Trump versus the Illuminati. What the hell? That's a two point two on IMDb. There, that's probably um, a banger. I need to watch it. <laughs> um. Oh, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, came out. God damn it! Wow, yeah, we're, there's, yeah there's I don't the know problem. what else is competing with with Soul here, but um, Onward maybe that's the number two on imdb but souls number one uh, yeah anyway um but that'll I don't know, forever be a 
a comfort. You know, I don't know. It's a comfort. It's a good cry that you have. In that oh movie. yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, not. It's, it's not a devastated cry. like. Yeah. Oh God, my life is ending. I'm so sad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I hope. I hope when I die that that's kind of what the afterlife is like. I don't know. Just uh, whatever it happens to be, whenever I, my time has come. I don't know. I that'd be pretty cool if it ends up being that way. But oh yeah, yeah. That's uh oh, second to well. last. Only one more to go after this one. But uh yeah, had had to get soul in there. There's no way I was I was making this list without it, that's for sure. All right. All right. Yeah, my 51, definitely not soul. Not the same thing. Yeah. By any means. Mm-hmm. Uh this is where I have my first Damien Chazelle movie, one of two. Uh this is where I have Babylon 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh starring Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt and Diego Calva and Gene Smart and many, many other talented person. Uh, just a crazy fucking movie. Toby Maguire is in it at some point. Um, just all about the lavishness of the roaring, roaring age of uh, Hollywood into when they started making talkies. Starts it starts as like the silent film era and kind of depicts the evolution of Hollywood through um, several years, several years. Um, but yeah, it's Margot Robbie. Hard pressed to tell you this might this isn't Margot Robbie's best. Like it's, wow. it might be. She is so fucking good. At it. It's not my. I think I have a couple more Margot Robbie movies above it. Uh, but as far as her performance in them. Oh, hard to hard to beat this man. Like I, this movie caught a ridiculous amount of shit that I don't even understand. I can't even fathom why you might not like this movie. Um, mm. it's it's long. It surely is. It's three hours. Um, but it's like Damien Chazelle has just got it. He's got that shit, man. He also did La La Land and Whiplash and First Man. Uh. I would I would argue this is probably La La Land's hard. La La Land's probably his best looking movie. But Babylon is right there. Like that's the focus. Like it's okay. it's about yeah, how La good can I make this movie look, you know? Um and it is about the magic of cinema and about the magic of movies and how the entertainment industry can chew up and spit out the people who it boosts to the top and then mm. who make it what it is, but it's it's so fucking good. I remember whenever the twenties started, we were like, "Are we going to get another repeat of the Roaring Twenties for us?" You know, is, yeah, is right. This, is this a decade where we're gonna it's gonna be like that and that. Saying I don't know, it's not 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 starting off, not so yeah. far, yeah, um, not quite. Um, but yeah, this is and you know the first talkie wasn't until twenty seven, so that's the late late twenties. Uh, maybe we'll get there. Um, yeah, maybe like, maybe I'll have my time. Um. But yeah, no. no, this is a pretty big blind spot for me still. I've I've heard so much about this. Oh, I, I fucking love it, man. And it's one of those that like I I I can understand why it might not be for everyone. Uh but it is for me, man. Like it's so fucking good. Uh Samara Weaving has a small role in it. Margot Robbie is I can't get over how good Margot Robbie is in this movie, man. But uh mm. Yeah, it's just it's oh, sex and drugs and murder and death and elephant wrangler. Um, Elephants, yeah. I don't know. I, I saw a, a pretty funny like job application question, um, and it was 
It was like, if you were given an elephant and you could not get rid of it, no matter what, like you can't give up this elephant, you had to keep it, what would you do with the elephant and why? Um, what a question to ask on a job application. Who knows what job this person was applying for, but uh, man, what a question that is. I don't know why that reminded me of it. It's just a just seeing Jimmy Ortega as a elephant wrangler. Um, anytime I'm reminded of an elephant, I guess I'm just going to think of this question now. But uh, uh grotesque movie, yeah, like, man. There are um, parts where it is nasty, S- hmm. straight up disgusting. Uh, this elephant yeah. shits all over somebody at some point in this movie. Uh, yeah, I'd say I, that that'd be hard to keep an eye. You know, that's they they got some pretty big poops. I'd say, yeah, you know shits I mean? on somebody. Um, yeah, that, that wouldn't be fun. Them, um, it, and it's just about the extravagance and how when you get to this level, you almost know. You're no holds barred. There's nothing you're not gonna try. You know, mm-hmm. like it cuts from this elephant shitting on someone to like you get to this giant house party where this elephant was heading and you, you cut straight to this dude laying on the ground, uh, and a girl is just like a woman is above him. Like it's like it's about to get sexual. You're like, Yeah, this is gonna get hot. Uh okay. and then she like pisses on him. And you're oh. like what this dude's got a piss kink that's his thing you know like hey to each their own not my bag but like just the just the the crazy levels to this shit it's a party movie to be sure like uh they go up sounds like yeah they're they're going Uh, crazy a lot of coke tons of cocaine so much cocaine sounds fitting try anything in the 20s you know it's fuck it uh living in excess i don't know that's it's a hundred years ago that's kind of weird to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Century. Yeah, that's, Century that's has weird. come and gone. A whole human. Um, a whole human ago. So, probably. Uh, yeah. It, it, apparently, the lifespan of someone born today is like 110, 115. Of some, like, someone that is born right now, that is the current lifespan. That is... That's wild. It's nuts. Seems long to me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd really want to. You know, when you get that old, it's like... I don't know. Yeah, but then you also hear the stories about when you are that old, how you're like, I just wish I had another year sort of stuff. Like, you know, like it's. Seems that all the old people. Maybe not that old. You know, it's like 70s, 80s is when you start to feel that. Like the. For some reason, all the old people are like, yeah, I smoke three packs a day or I I eat bacon and drink Dr. Pepper and like, I don't give it. The healthiest person, you know, can still drop dead of a heart. It's just so, it's so bizarre. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can do everything in your power, but then something like that's just freak, freak. Oh yeah. Like, you know, you should do everything you can to live as long as you possibly can for the people Mm -hmm. you love and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, just take care of yourselves in general, but it is crazy how people can last. Um, and yeah. never take care of themselves a day in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like, I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to live to 107. You know, like, God, you got yeah. some crazy genes on you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I got them like that. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. That's I'll be shocked. I, I, the triple digits. That's just, no. that's crazy to think about. Not for uh, me. Not, not, not in, not down. Uh, but, Babylon 51. Uh, let's top off the episode here. What's your 50? All right. Midway through the list. And, yeah. Uh, this is this is the top 50. You know, yeah. this makes the top 50. It does. And it might be higher, but I had I had to put it here. This is kind of the bar I set. 
Is it, is it better than this movie? More mm. for like the experience, more for this theater experience was unbelievable. Um, it's the, mm. the culmination of my entire childhood, pretty much. Mm. Um, it is Avengers Infinity War. I had to throw ah. throw it on here. Um, it is maybe a little little high up. You know, some movies below it that are are probably a little better. But I had to I had to be honest with myself. Like this, living through this theater moment and being in this, like it was unbelievable. Like it was fun. Every, yeah. walking out of that theater in sheer silence. No one knew what the fuck to say. We were like. Wait, we were like, whoa, what? Like, what's half of everyone's dead? Like, what? Black Panther just like, we just got his movie. He's dead. And like, what? Like, what the hell's going? Like, we, everyone was so lost. Like, yeah, it, it was. I remember, like just being in that theater. Like, it, it. I feel like that's uh like a a turning point in theater experiences where where people started respecting the theater a little less, you know. But it's like at the same time, like. You had just strange. I'd say Endgame is more when that yeah, really started. Yeah, that's, that's probably uh, Infinity War doesn't have the like everybody stand up and cheer moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, yeah it was more of just a sh- like a pure shock. Yeah, like, just like oh, we they went there, um, and like you know at the end you're like okay, well obviously they're coming back. Like I mean like it was like okay, well no, he's obviously not gone. Yeah, like, Black was, Panther's the one that really yeah. really fucks yeah, that yeah, up. You know, yeah, like you you watch Black Panther fade away and you go. Oh, well, then everybody's going to be fine. You know, uh, and you don't know how, obviously, but like, there's a couple, like, you you throw Spider Man and Black Panther in there, and you're going, well, they can't be gone then. You know, like, they'll, uh, they'll be back. And just, I mean, this was a time where I theorized out the ass for Marvel, too. Like, I would just spin the wildest theories. I would, like, just do, like, research into marvel theories that i should be researching in like my college essays but like that i didn't give a shit about you know like i mean it was it's unbelievable the amount of like time i would spend watching just videos and and everything like that of of what everyone was thinking was going to happen um but man i don't know just what a what a special moment to to live through i don't know if we'll we'll ever get a theater moment like that again um just i mean so many movies leading up to that and and just like Marvel, I don't know. That that took a, it took him a long time to get there, but man, was that was that a sweet moment? Um, oh, it was. And and just to, I don't know. I'm glad that I was old enough too. Like I could, I don't know. I, I felt like I was kind of the perfect age for it as well. Oh like yeah, we were for I'm, like for appreciating the MCU the most you could possibly appreciate it. I think mm-hmm. um, our age was the age to be. Yeah. You know, um, there was a time whenever like. Uh, do you have Endgame on your list? I can't imagine it'd be higher than Infinity no, I, War. Yeah, okay, no, I, yeah. um, then I'm gonna kind of because I've got an MCU representative movie. Like it's it's the entire like it speaks for my entire love for the MCU, and it's, a, it's mm-hmm. I haven't said it yet, you know. So like it's kind of like I, I I have a history with the franchise that I cannot deny. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when Endgame came out, and I went and saw Endgame. You know, like I was like. I felt like that was a chapter in my life closed. And it like, yeah. it like was, you know, like I, I, I've enjoyed a lot of the stuff from the MCU after, but like it came out in 2019. I'd graduated high school the year before, you know, I, I was, mm-hmm. I was in college and I'd, I'd come home from college and like, it, it was just a bizarre place to be at in life when characters I've known since I was eight are all of a sudden like, yeah, that's it. 
that's that's done you know hanging uh, up the shield yeah like yeah i don't know that that cap you know wield mjolnir like that's that's a oh, moment yeah. that'll, that'll forever be there yeah that that, oh, la- fuck, that last yeah. battle um on your left you know him passing yeah. down the shield, like tony going oh my god like yeah that those those movies like it's it's gonna be hard for them to reach that again. Like that's they won't. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, yeah. like uh, I, I think they have every opportunity to reach something that's good or better if they want to. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but they're try they, they can't replicate the feeling, which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to replicate yeah. the vibe, and yeah. you can't. There, there's you got to try something new at this point. And they they are doing they are doing new things. You know. Mm-hmm. absolutely are you know wandavision oh, yeah. different loki different you know like it's uh there's a lot there's a lot of new stuff she hulk different um so I'm, I'm excited to see where it can go i am mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah man that was just a there's there's a reason why they're some of the top grossing movies of all time like both mm-hmm. of them i mean like you saw the first one everyone wanted to know what was going on but then after that every everyone has to know what happens in Endgame. Like, it was like, mm. everyone had to go right away. Like, it was one thing you did not want to get Endgame. Yeah, it grossed, it grossed a billion dollars opening weekend. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's, like, everyone had to know. Like, it I mean... A billion, like, I don't think, like, that's what the fuck? You know, it made a billion dollars opening weekend. Oh, what's I don't think I'm talking out my ass there. I'm fairly certain that's the case. Uh, if not, damn close. You know, like it. Let's see. Worldwide box office. I feel like it was up there. Man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's box office $1.2 billion opening weekend. Holy shit. That is. That's insane. Barbie sick. just took almost a month to get to a billion. It's the most recent billion dollar movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Bros. hit a billion earlier this year. Uh, wow. a few, it took a few weeks. You know, like, the fact that that shit hit a billy on opening weekend is insane. Like, what the fuck are they cooking? You know, like, that's that's a level that you, they they will never reach again. You know, like, they're they're never touching that. Yeah, Ever again. Uh, hit six hundred forty million opening weekend, which was yeah. the biggest at the time, mm-hmm. and then Until they Endgame. basically doubled that. Yeah, um, for Endgame, which is just absurd. Like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of like box office talk in general, but like whenever movies perform like that, it's fucking insane to see. Yeah. Like, like uh, one putting that into context. The point two part of that billion is how much Ant Man Quantumania made total. Probably, you know, yeah. if it even made two hundred, I don't, I don't even know. I think it did. I think, yeah. I, I think it did pretty well. But like Shazam: like, Fury of the Gods did not total. put up, yeah. did not put up that. You yeah. know, like uh, just a billion. That's it's an absurd amount of money. It's an absurd it. amount of money. And yeah, like. The MCU will always hold a special place in my heart for those first several years, and uh, they've they put out a bunch of things since that I've thoroughly enjoyed. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, Infinity War, man. That's that's a that's a favorite. That's that's one of my faves. It's it such is a kind fun of my watch. collective MCU movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going back and forth on what it was going to be. If it was going to, yeah, be- I had Black Panther, I had Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, I had yeah. Infinity War. Infinity War will not be my collective movie. Neither will Endgame. Um, had all these options, 
but I went, I went a different route with it. And it's not for a couple episodes. Um, and it's because of the movie I chose, you know, if I didn't choose that movie, it wouldn't be as high. Like it's, it's the peak of my enjoyment in the MCU. So it is that it's that high, but, uh, okay. my 50, I'm going different than different than infinity war for sure. Um, but this is where I have 1995's to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar, uh, directed by Beban Kidron. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's the title. Yes, it is. Uh, it stars Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo as drag queens. And uh, it's disturbing, like, how relevant this movie is. It's not, It's almost 30 years old, and everyone could benefit from a watch of this, you know, like, right now. Um, as far as, like, the anti-drag laws that are going into place all over the country and stuff, and how they're grooming or just shut the fuck up, please. Um but, uh, my God, is this movie so fucking good, so fucking heartwarming. Uh, this was, this was another one of those, like you said, it was kind of the bar. That 50s mark is kind of the bar. It's like, okay, this is top half, you know, this is top half. I had to get this in the top half. I had, like, there, there's stuff around it that I'm like, it's definitely better. It's definitely a better movie, but I can't, I can't tell you I like it more because Tu Wong Fu is so fulfilling. And, uh, it's it's so fun, man. It's one of the most fun movies I've had the pleasure of watching for the first time uh, this year. And it's a movie that I will rewatch infinitely throughout my life. Um, so very special. Such Crazy a special coming movie. out in 95. Yeah, I didn't know that. I remember yeah. you talking about it. Because I remember that title. Like I remember hearing that title. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty memorable title there. But I didn't, I didn't think it came out in 95. I thought 95. it was like a very, yeah, very recent. Uh, 1995, and uh, Patrick Swayze has a moment where like uh, the villain's a cop. The villain's a cop who's trying to hunt them down uh, mm. at, because he tries to sexually assault Patrick Swayze, thinking Patrick Swayze is a woman. And uh, oh. he like pushes himself on to, onto him and uh he you know he strikes up his his drag voice and he's like uh when a lady says no she means and then he goes into his patrick swayze voice and goes get your hand off my dick buddy and it's uh and he beats the shit out of him and uh so for the rest of the movie this cop is trying to hunt down these drag queens because mm-hmm. oh they're an abomination and oh they're terrible and like uh and it's just wildly relevant to, for it being 30 years later like uh yeah newsflash you don't have to go to a drag show if you're not into that no it's as simple as that it, like it's, it, if you don't like a movie you don't go see the movie you know yeah. like it oh it's, that's been a big fucking topic with like the sex scene discourse lately with like oppenheimer my god man if you're, yeah. if you're not cool with sex scenes there's a reason like, the movie's rated r there's a reason that it tells so- you there's nudity like there's and it's for barely anything too. Uh, it's like I mean, nothing. oh my god! And people are like you have to have a plan going into this if you're gonna go watch this movie. Shut like, the be, fuck be up! Be careful. It's like are you uh, are dude. you are you a child? You know? Are you like like the we're movie coming is back like, up on like this yeah, like a uh, nuclear bomb? We're, we're, we're approaching the like you remember when like Elvis was like groundbreaking for like shaking his legs because conservatives were like he's the fucking devil. You know? Like that's 
Women are showing right now again. Above you know, their but, knees. Like, Women are wearing skirts above their knees now. Oh my god, we're showing too much like, skin. Shut the fuck yeah, up, man. Like, like people, every, yeah, it's, like, there's a line. Everyone's what, naked under their clothes. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a body. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if, if anyone knew that, but but yes, it's crazy that that women have boobs, um, and and people have sex in the world. Uh, it's I don't know. Hit me, hit me. When I watched Oppenheimer, surprisingly, you know, I thought I was just going in for the nuclear bomb, and and then I got just a sex scene out of nowhere, and I hated the movie oh, yeah. because. But, yeah, yeah, no, dude, the movies, the movies stuff, so but uh, yeah, this is like it's just it's excruciatingly relevant, you know. Like Wesley Snipes has a line where he says like uh. All a drag queen is is when a gay man is is uh, too fabulous for one expression in gender. You know, like uh, that's all. Huh. Doesn't doesn't you know? Like that's that's all it is. You know, it's not mm-hmm. to. Hey, they're not trying not to be lie. a demon. I think I've been maybe two drag shows in my life. Mm-hmm. There was one where someone was impersonating Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, and like they did like a whole Michael Jackson kind of kind of piece, and it was like it was like just some. A really talent, like it dude, was like just. It amazing. takes some fucking yeah, talent, it like, dude. It's yeah. no joke. The makeup, the dresses, it's fucking insane. You know, I like uh, balls and a lot of other guys. Like I like to get oh, up on absolutely. stage and do that in front of people. Like and like do I don't know. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's I don't know. And and, and that's the thing. They're all just fun. Like everyone's there, just having a good time. Have you a know, good like fucking time, man. It's just fun. It's just yeah. There's no. No one in there. So insecure about the confidence that these people that these people have, man. Like, if you're doing drag, I have just like an immense amount of respect for you. Like, you are you're you're reaching a different you're reaching a different level of confidence that I just I don't possess, you know. And I wish I did. I envy it. Like, it's it's incredible. Um, Mm. and it takes like the dancing in the in the heels and in the dresses and in all the makeup. Like, it's fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah, Um, Yeah, RuPaul list i see uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. no man like, it's yeah it's a fucking amazing movie and uh it's my favorite wesley snipes you know love him in blade but i definitely like him more in two wong fu it's like my favorite patrick swayze it's my favorite john leguizamo like hmm. all these actors i have been in a bunch of really good movies and it's yeah. easily my favorite with them uh such a good movie so I, i'm gonna top off the list this week with two wong fu oh yeah infinity war and two wong fu Maybe that's the the graphic. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Right. Maybe pa- I don't know. Paddington. That that is pretty funny to put them Three. across. It's, else, it's but, uh, Patrick Swayze, Wesley Simpson, John Le- John Leguizamo, and their drag side by side with Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. You know, like that's a. I have yes. a lot of options. I have a lot the of Avengers options. and the Drag Avengers. Um, that yeah, that's I don't know. That could be a, a pretty sick. Oh, we got a lot of options. I think for this. We do. Right? This one's this one the fruitful um, one. But uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to, to top us off, take me through the 50 through 59 one more time. All right. 50, I had Avengers Infinity War. 51, Soul. 52, Ready Player One. 53, Dumb and Dumber. 54, Django Unchained. 55, Mission Impossible. 56, American Gangster. 57, I Am Legend. 58, Dunkirk. And 59, Zodiac. Oh yeah, my 50 was Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. 51, Babylon. 52, Shutter Island. 53, 2001, A Space Odyssey. 54, The Shining. 55, Paris, Texas. 56, Paddington 2. 57, Temple of Doom. 58, Catch Me If You Can. And 59, Jaws. Man, goody. 
good Coming episode, up. and I cannot wait for next week where we will continue our top 100 yeah. favorite movies top ever half. with the 40s. Yeah, yeah we're bo- bottom good. half is done. It's into the top 50, and we're doing the 40s next week. Uh, so very excited for it, 40 through 49. Uh, we continue our comic book movie journey through film this Friday with Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on that Superman grind, and we're continuing Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast next Monday with season five, episode three, just a bunch of good stuff for you. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking on new star Wars day, the new star Wars day. You know, yeah. I can't tell you exactly when we'll have something discussing Ahsoka, but I think it'll be Patreon exclusive. So head to patreoncom slash penny bloom pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. And for $3 a month, you will get so much stuff, so much stuff. Uh, and it's just $3 and it's huge. Cause it, uh, cost me money to do this podcast. I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. So support us at patreon.com slash pennybloompod. Head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review and to continue downloading. August has been incredible, um, and it's it's so nice to see that people are listening. You know, we'll do it no matter what, but it, I, I like knowing people are listening. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with all these movies we're discussing, all the TV and all this that we're doing, you know, it's 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 hard not to bear in mind the struggle that SAG after and WGA are enduring against the studios motherfuckers. All they want, you know, they, they want some, they want some fucking, you know, revenue based off of streaming and they don't want to be replaced by AI. Some pretty simple, some pretty simple shit, man. Uh, you know, uh, art is something that I think humans are uniquely capable of. And, uh, you got to pay them for it. You know, it's, it's their labor, you know, as much as it might be a passion, it's also a job. Got to make a living. Uh, and so they deserve to be paid every penny. You know, Ahsoka came out last night, probably millions of people tuned in and the writers will make hardly fucking anything off of that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, and I hope to God they'd leave it up on Disney plus, you know, after it's done. Yeah, exactly. My, and, and once, once all that hard work is out in the open and you're not getting paid anything for it, it could be taken away permanently and you still won't get paid for it. You know, like, so it's, it's just a, it's a horrendous state of affairs with streaming right now. Now, just a shite state of affairs as a uh, UN once put in train spotting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so mention it at the end of every episode until, uh, until things resolve. So, yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise drag queens. <laughs>